six minutes now past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866. We be big as the number. Uh, we come back with a national anthem to get this hour started, and then the rest of the show goes forward. National anthem today, Rockapella. By the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly And the rock is red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled Uh, seven and a half minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. Much to do going forward on the program. I mean, we got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot going on. And, uh, of course, you can be part of it at the number that I, I just gave you. Interns at Rick and Bubba University. Mama Nia taking your phone calls today and Minnie Mouth. All taking your phone calls as they continue to grind out that degree from Rick and Bubba University in common sense, which has now become a superpower. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Man Adler, all here as we go forward. Speedy, Greg, and the Helms have given you a kickoff hour. Uh, they're going with us as we go forward. Across the way, there he sits, the other half of the two sexiest fat men alive. Uh, I speak, of course, of the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Burba How about you, Rick Burgess, friends, neighbors, associates everywhere? Come on in and have a seat. Stay a while. Come on, everybody. Here we go. Say hey. They drive on by, but I pay the rent 
Better be ready. There is, I mean, guys, we've got a shovel and there's a pile of dirt and we got a lot to shovel. Yep. Yep. I mean, there, there's so much going on. Uh, I will tell you this later in the program, uh, Pastor Van Moody will join us. Uh, Van Moody was one of many African American pastors who went to visit with Donald Trump. And uh, uh, sadly, a lot of them were vilified for even meeting uh, with this president. Uh, he will talk about that experience. He also is a, has a series of of books he's been writing, and this is the third in a series called Desired by God. Uh, we'll also uh, get uh, a little look at that book as well, but we'll talk to him uh, coming up uh, a little later on in the program. Uh, we have um, updates on stories that we brought you yesterday. If you are an Extreme Club member, we're going to update you again. Uh, some changes are coming on Monday. Uh, you know, anytime there's change, you know, sometimes that can be a little messy and it can be scared. I'm scared there's change. Uh, but we're going to talk about that. Uh, a lot of the change uh, we believe is going to be very good. Uh, and uh, we'll answer your questions if you have them. Uh, we'll also continue to send you reassuring emails uh, to let you know what is going on. So we'll talk about that. As uh, yesterday, the engineers were here with Adler getting ready for the CRTV launch. They'll be working again today. That coming up on Monday. We'll also talk to you about uh, the Rick and Bubba podcast channel. And uh, there's going to be some uh, more stuff going there that's going to help out a lot of you that are already members and some of you who've never, ever, um, you know, uh, uh, been part of this at all. Some of you are signing up for the first time, which is great, through CRTV and that. So we'll talk about that coming up on the program today. Um, also, I, I, Bub, I had, you know, Bub and I were talking about these life truths as we were starting the show. You know, things that we claim happen in life that nobody can really explain, there, there seems to be truth to them. You know, the famous, I'll be telling you about what happened to me yesterday under the heading, when it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. These things can't be true. I mean, there can't really be momentum that starts going in your life on, on certain things. I mean, how can that even be true? <laughs> you know, we've talked about that. No good deed goes unpunished. Yep, you know, yep. a lot of these things. Well, are, that one's true. Oh, I'm telling you. So. We'll talk about that a little bit on the program today. Uh, and like I say, you know, you got the Colin Kaepernick thing. There's updates on that. Well, my gosh, the confirmation hearings. That What a circus uh, with Kavanaugh yesterday. Uh, we well, There was some audio that came out with the uh, Republican from Nebraska who tried to sit down and really do what we've done on the program before. You know how we have uh, Bubba's history lessons or mm-hmm. our Bubba's economic lessons where we'll, we'll kind of treat it like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and <laughs> Bubba will say, children, everybody gather in. Let me tell you how this all works. <laughs> he tried to do that in front of Congress yesterday, and he used the term, what has happened to Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. What, what, what's going on here is not what we taught kids on Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Any senator it, that quotes Schoolhouse Rock <laughs> is yeah. good with me. I well, mean, what, what, a, what a pleasant surprise to hear somebody that just, just speaks 
you know, plain mm-hmm. and straightforward about what's going on. And he had the audacity to actually talk about the founding fathers and the original setup of the Constitution and the branches of government. Uh, he had the audacity, and he is 100% right. He said, now, I got to let everybody know, we've completely left this. Yeah. We, we, we have changed. And what I wish would happen, and I've said this for years here on the program, and, and I know you guys agree with it. We've all said it to some degree. I really, I don't agree with it, but I'm not frustrated I'm, you know, I disagree. I'm not frustrated with somebody who says, well, Rick, here's really my worldview. What you say about the Constitution is all 100% right. I just don't think that's the way the country should be now. So I want to change it. Mm. That, that I, I go, well, well, at least you're being honest. Now, I disagree with that, and I'm going to fight you tooth and nail on that because I think this Constitution has produced the highest standard of living in the history of the world. We still got, you know, fallen people, so there's nothing that's perfection, but it's been pretty good. Now, what I don't like is when people act like, we're still in the constitu- following the Constitution when we're not. Now, that drives me crazy, you know, like the Establishment Clause, when right. people act like, well, this is an Establishment Clause. No, it's not. You know, well, this is, this is how we, we handle immigration. No, it's not. Th- this is how we handle the branches of government, which is what, uh, you know, uh, our friend from Nebraska tried to point out yesterday. Now, i got news for you. I understand what we're doing here, but this is not the Constitution. And, uh, and we got to get back to it. Our, our, this country is in trouble. And uh, so we may be able to play it. It's about what twelve minutes, maybe something like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's um, about eleven and fifty. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a good eleven fifty. Yeah. yeah. So it's we solid. I think just letting him talk is better than us trying to tell you what he said. Uh, so we'll grab a segment. And I'll try to go into the break early okay. and come out and uh, before the show's over and and we'll listen to that too. Eight six six We Be Big is our number. A lot happening. On the Rick and Bubba show today, will the will of meat spin today? It can spin on any day, at any segment, at any time. Always know the will of meat's hovering over the show, ready to have fun at a moment's notice. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is Jack Nicholson. Guess what? You're listening to the two sexiest fat men in radio, Rick and Bubba. I myself call them Richard and Bubsy. But that's another story. 21 minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba show. We make our way back. Uh, I was telling you guys some of these things in life uh, that, that they're phrases we use, and there's truth to them. Yesterday, um, when it rains, it pours. Uh, happened with me yesterday, involving the vehicles. You know, vehicles. I couldn't believe it stayed in the same category either. I mean, it's like I couldn't even get out of the category. It's like not that I was just having bad things happen. It was happening only in the vehicle category everywhere all over our whole family. It was, it was terrible. So, so I knew that it started. We're in the middle of the show yesterday, and I get a text uh, from my wife. I get a text from my wife. Uh, Brody, the, the only son we have at home now, got up. His car has a flat tire. He's had to take my car to go to school, which I, that spooked me. Yeah. Because there's a reason that we buy the type of cars we buy for the teenage boys because we buy them cars that we don't care that they get dents in them. We don't care if they're, you know. Well, you just, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, 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 you know what's going to So now he's in mama's car. Mm-mm. So I don't like that. That's a little different. So I think to myself, okay, well, I'm going to 
for both of them became, uh, you know, we, we try to do the, you know, the car shield thing. We, you know, we try to do the, the triple a thing and they, they have that for them to learn to deal with it. So the only problem is, as my son made clear to me, dad, they're not going to come unless I'm standing with the car with my identification. So, and I, I and so I, I mean, I, I'm not going to be home to whatever time. Well, if you need to get a tire fixed and whatever, by the time he gets home, and, and you go, then you take it to the tire place. Once you get the thing rolling again, well, you're not going to have the car the next day because it's not going to happen quick enough. They may not have the tire in stock. Da, 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 da. So yeah, you talking about a couple of days turnaround? Yeah, so I, I said, so, okay, so that's out. So, so then I say, well, then I'm just going to go old school. I'm just simply going to go home and change it. I'm going to put I'm going to put the uh, the spare on and uh, get it to the tire place yeah. whenever I can get home. Well, uh, so you know, used used cars. Are great and and they're they're a good good investment, especially in a young driver and all that. But the only problem about buying used cars is it's used, uh, and that means that the person who had it before you, you don't know what they were doing. And and nowadays, it, you realize there's some vehicles now. I was talking to you know somebody who had to end up helping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, vehicles now, there's some vehicles that don't even have a spare tire of any kind. <laughs> Correct, right? You have to call roadside service. That's your only hope. Mm, there's no right. changing a tire anymore. You know, I said because it had to do with danger on the side of the road, and they just feel this is better just have people get help. I didn't know that. So anyway, but this is an older car. So I go in there and I go. First of all, you got to figure out what you never ask when you buy a car. Where in the world's the jack? Yeah. You know what I mean. Oh, so gosh. so so anyway, I start trying to find the jack. You know where I found it on YouTube, of course. Where is the jack in a Jeep Wrangler? <laughs> you know, and on the year, and of course I found it. Of course, when <laughs> I when I find it, it's rusted. Uh, and then, then there's pieces in there that don't go together, and some you can't. The pieces, it's it's rusted, it's a mess. Rick, this almost falls under handy, right? It's, and so then I go around and I look and I realize that whoever had the thing before it puts some covering over it that requires an Allen wrench to get the the cap off of the of the hubcap. Right. So now I get an Allen wrench out and I get that off. When I get that off, what do you think I find? Lug nuts that were put on that are not standard to the vehicle. No. So now the equipment I've got out that's rusted won't Doesn't work because now these lug nuts don't fit. Good. Now i got to find where in the car is the adapter for these lug nuts. So now I start going and I can't find them. I can't find anywhere to be found. The little it, tool that you put yeah, on? Cause yeah, because now we got to find the thing that now is going to be. now. So all this equipment's bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I had been talking uh, to, first of all, I just finally called a number that I had. And I said, are you anywhere near where I live? And, of course, the very kind person said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm bringing a car. Um, it's a record service that, that I know. I'm bringing a car right down near your house. Uh, I said, do you have a jack that's worth a darn? And he said, I do. And he said, I'll just roll through, and we'll, we'll get the thing changed. All right, so he comes that through. That was big. That was big. So he comes through. We finally get it jacked up. We, we, we change it, put the, put the spare on it. Okay, so, so that's, that's now going to be resolved. Okay, we, we, okay that's good. That's going to be resolved. So sweating, dirty, real dirty. Uh, get over, you know, drop the drop the car. Uh, hey, we don't have that in stock, um, and we'll. Uh, and I said, well, what's what's the oil change situation on this car? Because I tell them to keep the oil change while I'm here, because it's an oil change in the tire place. And they said, yeah, it is doing oil change. I said, okay, let's do that. Then they come around and say, hey, the so and so belt in here is dry rotted. Oh, okay, let's wait now. Here we go. Let's get let's get the belt on. That'll be another call at some point. So we get that on. And so as I'm coming back, I, I'm, I pull up just as my son's needing to leave to go to a, a, an ACT boot camp. So he just jumps in his car and leaves. Okay, and I said, tomorrow you need to go by and get the new spare. They're going to have a new spare for you. You need to go by and get it. Okay, I do that after school. Okay. 
So then my wife comes up and she's got to go somewhere. She goes, "Where are my? Where's my keys?" And I said, "Well, I probably you're, was he going to drive your car? Yeah. Well, he just left with your keys. <laughs> I, well, do you have a key?" I said, uh, "You know what? I don't. I I do have a spare key somewhere. I got to go. I'm taking your truck. So the truck goes. Mm-mm. Okay." Okay, so now I'm stuck with a car. I got to find keys if I if I need to. So I, I end up finding the keys. So then, praise the Lord. Then I then I get a call from my wife in my truck. Your truck will not back up, Rick. I can't get back. I can't get out of the parking spot. And I'm like, honey, what's going on? She goes, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. I can't back up. I said it thinks there's something behind you. You got to get out and look. There's nothing behind me. This thing will not back up. There's some. It's got a parking. Uh, parking. I said, did you put a parking brake on? No. Well, then the parking brake's not on, honey. That's impossible. Well, there's things right here. And I, I said, honey, are you pushing buttons? Please tell me you're not just pushing buttons like you're playing a piano. And I, I can hear you pushing buttons. You Stop pushing. Now now it's lifting up. I know because you've raised it. Lower it. Honey, you can't lift it up. That's if you're on uh, out on you know dirt roads or you got to get through gullies. Set the thing. God's just saying it's high. I don't know if I can get out of it. Set the car back down. Set the truck back down. Push it back down. How far? Push it down to three. How many you got? I got five. No, take it down to two. It don't need to be that high. Well, it won't back. You're going to have to come get me. I can't get this truck to back up. Well, I can't come get you because I don't have the key to your car. You know what I mean? And uh, and, and I, I, she says, I can't get it backed up. And, I'll, and all of a sudden, I said, honey, what, what is, what's the truck doing uh, like that? And all this going on. And finally, I say, I said, do you have your seatbelt on? No. I said, put your seatbelt on. Mm. Oh, that's it. Uh-uh. So now that the, now so the, now we got, now we got cars that won't let you back out. I said, why would you ever back out without your seatbelt on? Well, I usually back out and put it on as I'm going up the driveway. Well, why would you do that? I said, I, I don't know why you would ever start going without the seatbelt on. Well, that's just what I do. Okay. I said, well, not, well, you won't, this truck won't leave unless you'll do that. Yeah. So when I come that back. That truck don't do that. Right, right. So she goes, oh, that's what it is. Okay. So, so then, then we get that. And then when I come back, I'll tell you, it's not over. Uh-uh. It's not over. Really? You know, and, and I'm thinking to myself, how in the world can all this be happening in the exact same day? And uh, so, and this one's going to hit. It really is a blessing, asshole, at the same time. Because if it doesn't happen, it's about to happen to me in probably an hour. I'd be pulled into another hammer. Uh-oh. But I don't know how all this happens in the same day. I have no idea how all this happens in the same day. So, so just it's just one thing after another. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour. More Rick and Bubba right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six, we be big. The toll-free number, mypillow.com. Uh, the partnership with the Rick and Bubba Show, and boy, have you, the Rick and Bubba audience, responded to my pillow, and, and for good reason. You know why? Heck, it's a good pillow. Look, we first sat down with them first time. We all remember it. We were a little, a little skeptical. I'm like, how good can a pillow be? Uh, and uh, we even we even unpacked them. We were all like, they brought us some up here. And we're like, look at these pillows. I'm going to go and try it, I guess. I mean, I told them I would. And then before I knew it, I was sound asleep, and uh, I, I can't live without them now. Uh, it really is the best pillow you've ever slept on. And if you would like uh, to get yours, you know, they can be washed and dried uh, and never lose their shape. It doesn't destroy them or anything, so you also can keep them very clean. Uh, for 60 days, they'll let you try them. If you don't like it, you can return it with a full refund. Uh, for 10 years, they're guaranteed not to go flat or lose their shape. And if you go to MyPillow.com and go where it says Radio Listeners and bring old Bubba along with you, go to Radio Listeners and type in Bubba. 
when you do that, uh, you'll be able to get uh, two of the Go Anywhere travel pillows. Uh, and uh, you can also uh, go there and you'll, you'll find out where it also offers a buy one, get one free special. So, so check that uh, at MyPillow.com or RickandBubba.com right there under the sponsors. But So we're under the uh, – if when it rains, it pours. For some reason, in the vehicle world at our house yesterday, everything just started falling apart. Started with the flat tire, finally got that resolved uh, to some degree to where the automobile is rolling. Uh, and of course, if you if you haven't jumped into your you know, if you have uh, any teenage boys, if they have a vehicle, you know, anytime you get into it, you're you're scared for your life because you're looking around. You know, trash is everywhere. There's there's you know there's various gym shorts and t-shirts laying everywhere. I actually saw a button down that was laying over the back of the of the uh, one seat with the hanger in it, not hanging. Laying down with right. the hanger, you know, could have been hanging where the hanger is. Yeah, and, and I've it, done that. I've I've yeah, laid it over so, the seat before because it blocks your view sometimes. Yeah, yeah I was afraid to you know very you know do you finish this this protein bar here that's half eaten? <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, so we get that resolved. How long has it been laying here? So now uh, the the sun has gone off uh, in his car again. Now Sherry's gone in my truck. She was trapped at the location where she went. Mm-mm. Couldn't get the truck to back up. Only to discover it won't back up until she puts her seatbelt on. But now I knew when I got in the car this morning after that that every button in that vehicle that could possibly be pushed, it, every lever that could be lifted, lowered, had all been done. I didn't know what to expect when I drove to work this morning. My car had every kind of sensor on that truck. I was having to turn stuff off. The truck was doing this and trying to turn here. She's got this on. There was all kinds of stuff going on. You, you know, the only problem with that when you're trying to search to find why it's not working, you can give yourself more trouble. Yeah. And well, then you really don't know. Well, what that's why I was saying, please stop pushing buttons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing that I couldn't get past was her claiming that a parking brake was on. I said, honey, <laughs> right. if you did not put a parking brake on when you got out, it's not on. Yeah. The, the, there's no the, there's no ring of parking uh, brake people that break into the cars, put the parking brake on, and leave. That right. just doesn't happen. And then hide behind, right. you know, yeah. a, a it, bush it, and laugh at it. If you didn't put a parking brake on, that's not the problem. So right. we found the problem. So the, the truck finally gets back home. So then, by the grace of God, but yet a handle. So this is one of these where it's both. She had to make some run to the grocery store. And I don't know if y'all have ever had this happen before. And, and, and it's tender and mild, but you don't really want to. And she goes, I wish you'd go with me. Oh, and I'm like, honey, uh, please, f- please don't. I said, I'm at the grocery store. Yeah, I just got to go get one thing. Will you ride with me? I mean, I've been going to, to this class, and now I'm back, and we're talking. Oh. Won't just just keep going. I said, oh, okay. So I, I holler at uh, at the boy, hey, I'm going with your mom to the store. Well, we go out there. She gets in it. Now her car won't crank. Now this is all the same day. Her car, <laughs> her her car will not crank. And I said, for Ugh. the love of all that is good and kind. Now we're in a garage, so we've got her car in the garage, and then and then big Ram fifteen hundred in the you know barely in the garage because yeah. it barely fit. Right. So so there's not a lot of room in there. That's important to note because that's going to lead to more hassle. So so she uh, she goes and starts pushing the you know the button start, which that was weird when that all started. Where you push a button to start a car, that's weird to me. I'm still not accustomed to that. Well, I still like an old kid. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you know, where's the fob? Anybody find the fob? <laughs> uh, so anyway, and then my favorite is when the car claims the fob's not in it, and it's in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. So anyway, fob not here. Do you know what here. fob uh, stands for? I don't. Do you? No. Yeah. No, I was just yeah. curious. Yeah, I, I did too. Of course, I had I, that handle, but the door was open one time, and yeah. the key, the fob was in the the side of the door, but it wasn't inside the, the car. It was the, because the door was open and it wouldn't crank. Yeah, we've actually it, for, it said it was not in the car before when it was just in that compartment that you put stuff in. Good night. It's screaming, I can't find the fob. <laughs> 
you know, right course, here. Now we're this. You is, gotta have a good battery. This is an inside joke for Alabama people only, but I call ours Fob James. <laughs> but anyway, so it, I said, anybody found Fob James? But anyway, so that's a former governor in Alabama. Some of y'all don't get that. But anyway, so um, so so I really the only other thing I've ever heard call Fob. Yeah. Well, again, back to how cars as they get more technology, they also there's more room for error. Well, what's happened? You've put a 17 year old in a high tech car, and he doesn't know what setting the light should be on. So he's come in and got out of the car and left the lights on. He's killed the battery. I said, why would it ever? This is, gosh, I know I can't be the only husband and father who's ever said this. Hmm. If an automobile has an automatic light setting, meaning when you turn the car off, the lights turn off. Mm -hmm. When you crank it, they turn on. Why, for the love of God, would we ever change the setting from that? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And by the way, they don't don't automatically turn off either. I mean, well, once, see, once you I, turn them I'm on, one of these people. I ride with mine on all the time. Well, that's what so I mean. So when I get in, I cut them on. Well, what I'm but saying, then you got to cut them on. But there's a setting right. where, where it cuts on and off. Yeah. You never have to do anything. You, Why would you it. ever you mean, leave that setting? You mean not just at Thank dark, no, but, yeah, but anytime. Yeah, yeah, okay. auto setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's an auto setting. I crank well, it. My lights are on. Have that, I, I crank it. My lights are on. I turn it off. My lights are off. Right. Why would you ever leave that setting? Why would you ever go manual? Why? I'll, you know, I'll tell you why. If you want your car to be dead, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, but but in all fairness, this kid doesn't drive this car. I guess he's over. He didn't. He he's accustomed to cutting his lights on in his Jeep. Yeah. So he probably flipped it over to the manual setting. I understand it, but now I'm at eight thirty wow. with a dead car. Yeah. But when you get out, does it not ding or ping or you know all that stuff probably. when you try to get out? If it does, I, I haven't noticed it. But but I but he I wasn't listening so I go so I go dead as a wedge, and I think okay now. I've got to try to get jumper cables out. Okay, now, of course, at the Burgess house, this won't surprise anybody, our jumper cable situation is, is <laughs> yeah, a dandy. you got to find them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, one you got to find them. Now i got to find them. So I find Two, them. probably not yeah. in the best shape. Probably, I, not, probably as long as your arm. Yeah, yeah well, when I find them, <laughs> I, when I, when I, when I, what I realize when I find them is that, that I have put together a daisy chain of of uh, of jumper cables, so I can make them longer. I'm I'm connecting them together, which is super oh, safe. Wow. Hey, that, hey, Rick, that, I don't think they recommend that. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, 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 that's super safe. Yeah, so what you're problem, doing now problem. is trying to get the car cranked before you burn the garage down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, so what I'm doing now is I'm realize it won't reach no matter what setting because of the way the garage is set up. I can't just go over and crank my truck and and bring the jumper cables over. Of course, of course, her car's what. Batteries as far to the right. Sure as Where do you think my battery is? As left. far to the left. Sure as it is. So they, I don't know who puts batteries in cars. Can y'all get together and everybody put the batteries where if you got to jump them off when you put the car side by side, there's both batteries are on the same side. But but, they're, but they they can't even put where you put the gas in on the same side. Thank you. So uh, so now I go. All right, honey, we've got. I'm you gonna have to put it in neutral. I got to push you out of the garage, and then I'm gonna put the put the truck out of the garage. And I said, but but you're gonna start coasting. Okay, so 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 be ready. Got to put the brake on. Yeah, so I so I start I start pushing her out, and then she and and, and of course as I'm pushing her out, puts the brake on. She puts the brake on. About rams your and, face and, in the and, hood and rams my face into the hood. <laughs> yeah, you know. So so now I look up and Been I'm there. You know, I look up. I'm wiping blood off my lips. Yeah, you know what I mean, because right. now my teeth have gone through my gums. <laughs> yeah. I mean, gone through my lips, and I'm like, hey, 
Let's get out of here before we hit the brakes on. We can come on out of the garage. That's fine. You're not out of control yet. Yeah, you're not out of control. I know it feels weird because the car's not cranked, but you're simply just coasting. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. That's all you're doing, and the brakes work. Okay, <laughs> they sure brakes. do. I mean hard. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my, 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 this is my face. Bam! Right on, right on the hood. And, and then, and of course, you know, I, I realized that, you know, that still got some work to do on cussing. So, anyway, so, oh, wow. we, so we get out, and then I get the car, then I get the truck out, and I'm now I'm trying to position the truck. To get the batteries close enough for the love of all its good and kind. And then red's positive. Okay. Well, my, my battery it just says positive right here. Okay, well that means the other one's negative. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't say negative. There is no other option. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, it, it, right. it got a plus yeah. and a minus. Yeah. Right. We if we find the positive well, that's positive too. Greg, Greg, <laughs> at, 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 if we hey, if we found the positive, we're good. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. the other thing over here is going to be our negative or ground. Absolutely. Okay, so it's all right. And then, of course, now, I, now I've got – Rick, there is no battery with two positives. <laughs> no, I no. can assure you of that. <laughs> no, no, That's, no. That, that won't make a certain. Well, I don't see a negative on this other one. We're going we're gonna to chance it. <laughs> we're going to go into the great unknown, and we're, we're going to go ahead and consider that the negative. Yes. Okay? So this other one over here, this My next process one, that, of right, elimination. Right, right. As Bubba said, if we got a battery with two positives, we got bigger problems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, we need to call somebody. Right. So anyway, yeah, I can't so now running this over. It's almost midnight. We're chanting it. So I, now I've daisy chained, <laughs> and I do not do this. I've daisy chained the jumper cables because right. they won't reach. Yeah. So sparks are just flying everywhere. Okay. Right. All right, so you know, because on the ground, you know, they'll hit each other. Rick, you don't, oh, yeah. Rick, that's how you blow a battery up. I know, but I, I got to get it cranked. I got to get it cranked. So we we did get it uh, on there, and uh, and 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 of course, I said going in there and try to crank it. Well, don't you think we need to wait a little while? No, that should that should do it right right there. Well, shouldn't you be revving it? No, baby, that we did that in high school. That, that's not really necessary. These two automobiles are relatively new and high technology. I think we're good. So she cranks it. I, I try to keep from starting a fire. The minute the minute I get the jumper cables off, I realize they're hot, so I just leave them in the driveway because I think they'll burn the garage down. Sure. If I'm going back in there, they're too hot. You certainly don't put them back in that plastic toolbox. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and so we were able to drive away and then complete the uh, the grocery Rick, that's store. That's like beer. a bad joke. Yeah, I'm telling. That was my day yesterday. Every vehicle, <laughs> every vehicle I had was trying to kill me. <laughs> How can that be possible? That's that's. How can all that uh, happen in that same category? Is that even possible? Golly. You got to have an active maintenance program, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. <laughs> It's nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. It's 866-WE-BE-BIG. Thanks for being with us today. As soon as you are it is Wednesday, so the Wednesday Bible study continues today. That'll happen uh, live on RBTV at noon Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern. Then after that, the archive goes to our podcast channel, uh, and it also goes out on our social media platforms uh, on SoundCloud for you to listen to at your convenience. Uh, the archives from past studies can be found on the podcast channel and also at BurgessMinistries.com under media. All right, so, and then you're not going to believe this. I mean, you think I'm done? You're, you're not going to believe this. So, I also, Rick, I'm going to say it's almost to the point it defies any kind of logic. So then you're not going to believe this. So then I sit down. This actually happened in between all this. This was before the battery was dead. 
I sit down to pay bills. It's borderline and big red at this point. I know. I sit down to pay bills yesterday. Now, just because, and maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to, if I could set up my online bill paying, paying, I would definitely go for it. It's the setup that I can't seem to find the time to do. So I'm still paying some bills old school. But, but here's the thing. All right, listen, here's the thing. Rick, I, I... If, if I didn't look, this one wouldn't matter because it wouldn't be part of it. So this one would, that, this would not have fixed this. You know, are y'all like me? Do you get envelopes that, to me, if an envelope's important, it should say on there, and they, a lot of them do, bill inside. Uh, this, this needs to be addressed. A lot of them are trying to get your credit cards. A lot of them are, you know, some realtor says, come look at houses we have. So if I get a, a envelope that is, that is nothing but white, and I can tell my name's just been typed in there, and it might have my full name Richard yeah. or something. Yeah. I, if it didn't have a logo or something on it, I usually just toss it. I don't because a I, lot of my day too. Right. Well, um, don't don't do that anymore if you've been traveling. So anyway, so I'm sitting there, and for some reason, I decided, you know, this envelope. I don't know what this is. I'm gonna look at it now. If Did Georgia finally reach out to you, well, no, you're close, but it wasn't that. This is even weirder. <laughs> this is even weirder. Okay, so I open it up, and it is from the city of Brantley, Alabama. Hmm. Lovely Brantley. And I'm looking at, you know, better known as the front porch city, mm-hmm. you know, because they have all those old houses with front porch. I, mean, I love Brantley, or I did. I don't love them anymore. Uh, and so it's from the lovely city of Brantley accusing me of speeding through mm-hmm. Brantley on July 3rd. Uh that somehow they they took a photo, I guess, of me or something coming through their fine front porch city. <laughs> now the problem is they've hired some group to to revenue for mm-hmm. them, right? Because I know Brantley's not in Cleveland, Ohio, yeah, because it's, right. it's Brant. But I'm supposed to send it to Cleveland, well, Ohio. That, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so I'm like, first of all, can you explain this to me? Like, how fast was I going? Mm-hmm. Uh, what you know? Because to me, there's a difference, and we said this, and we got this from our grandfathers and their fathers. There's, it's different for law enforcement to be keeping the community safe. It's another thing to be revenuing. And, of course, what we know is when you travel and you go through some of these small towns, they love to set up speed traps where, you know, you're coming in and maybe the highway you just got off has, has 65 as a speed limit or 70, and then it goes, then it'll go, you know, it'll go 70, it'll go 65, and then within just a few feet it'll drop 35. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I can ha- tell you all about that, Rick. I'm yeah. familiar with that right. in several areas. Right. So, but, but <laughs> I felt, you know, you remember the old Timex commercial where <laughs> right. he would take the, the watch and strap it to the bumper and right. go to the roads of Morocco? I feel like yeah. I've been through the roads <laughs> right. of Morocco on yeah. speed stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, the, fam- <laughs> the famous, the famous, there's a hill, and, and I take my, auto, my, my police automobile and I sit down at the bottom of a hill, and I radar people coming down a hill, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. And so, which, you know. Rick, you should always go the speed limit. Absolutely. Let's be clear. Well, now, in this case, I'd like for somebody to tell me what, what was the speed limit and how fast was I going right. when y'all, what, took a picture so of you me? So you just got to. It's a random, uh, you owe us this money, and we've already sent it once, and you didn't pay it, which, again, the envelope has no indication that there's a citation or right. uh, this is important, please address and it's from Cleveland, Ohio, so you, you wouldn't really right. – I mean, I thought yeah. somebody's trying to send me a credit card, you know. Yeah. So I think that – I don't like the way that's handled because now that's almost like – now we can get you with the late fee. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a puzzle you have to figure out. You First of all, you came through our town, and we, we didn't catch you, and we didn't talk to you, and we didn't explain to you. We took a picture of you, and now we're pursuing you 
from the front front porch city for you just to randomly just send to Cleveland, Ohio, uh, some some assessment some assessment we come up with <laughs> that you owe the city of Brantley money, and and I'm just like you know this is really aggravating you know I mean it's like certainly look if if the speed limit's 35 and you go 37 legally you're speeding. You know, if if you're if the speed limit's forty five and you go fifty one, you're speeding. I got all that, but I don't really like this process of you know I don't have a kind officer explaining to me, hey, you know, you came through here, this was the speed limit, here's how fast you were going, I'm writing you a ticket, thank you, sir or ma'am, very much. This thing of does it did it say how fast you were going? And it doesn't say. Time? I looked it. It doesn't. It doesn't tell me how fast I was going. It doesn't tell me what the speed limit was when I was there. Look, do you even think it's real? Well, that's my worry. Well, is that's that's it, something it, else to think. Is about. it a fishing it, expedition? Right. It, because, it, you know, the people are getting calls, I mean, all over. I heard a news story just the other day, people uh, getting a call saying somebody would say you didn't show up for jury duty. Right. And you got a fine or we're going to come arrest I'm you. I'm going to ask yeah. Robbie. So, Robbie, is see, my worry is, is this some scam or, right. is, it, or is it real? Robbie, do you know? It absolutely uh, is, guys. And I, uh, is I it a scam or is it real? Is it real or a scam? I, well, that's up for debate. Uh, I went through there about a few months ago and got got the ticket just like you did. However, the ticket that I got had a speed on it. And so I started researching this. And if you go on message boards and everything, everyone that goes through there, the the speed is the same. They're saying everyone's doing the same speed, and it's like 16 miles over the speed limit. I think it's posted 35 right there in front of the school, and they've got a camera set up. Everybody's being – they're saying everybody's doing the same speed. And I'll tell you something else. I called and actually got it dismissed. All I had to do was call the, the town and ask them to dismiss it, and they sent me a letter saying uh, it's been dismissed. Um, yeah, I, well, that tells me it's real. Yeah, well, so I, I have I have the phone number. Well, it's not a, it's not a criminal offense, uh, Rick. If you call them, mm-hmm. they'll tell you that it's not going to go on your driving record. It's not going to affect your insurance. It's basically a civil matter. Hmm. Yeah, it, 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 well, the phones are just—I mean, every one of them's ringing right now. So apparently, this is a well, thing. Rick, I just don't—don't don't, don't they want don't, people to come through? I, their I don't town? know that. I mean, I've been to Crenshaw County. I don't know that I've been to Brantley per se, but I—I I was looking here. It, the total population is under 800 people. That just seems like a lot of electronics for a town that size. Yeah, you it, know, I mean, well, I tell you what it does too, because I got other ways I can I, go to Florida. I tell you, the, you know, the main it, reason it's on the road to Destin. That's yeah, probably right. oh yeah, <laughs> yes. But, but what I'm saying is that's I, a target rich environment. I can go another way, and I'm certainly not going to drive through a town that does that kind of garbage. Yeah. I mean, I just I'm not going to do it. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, y'all, this is Blake Shelton, and you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. Six minutes past the hour. Coming to you from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here, interns, Mama Nia, and Minnie Mouth, all taking your phone calls, earning their degree in common sense, which has now become a superpower from Rick and Bubba University. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Blessing. How about it? Well, for some reason yesterday, I, I, I was punished uh, in the vehicle category of my life in a number of ways, and uh, the old bow on the top was I received a, a citation from Brantley, Alabama from July 3rd that apparently apparently they've come to the conclusion that I was speeding through their town coming back from the beach, and uh, I'd, I'd never had this 
this particular where they send you something we we took a picture of you or something and uh many people undoubtedly have uh, have have dealt dealt with this and uh, there's a former deputy that says he can help us with this a little bit uh chase welcome to the program how are you buddy Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're great. Yeah, We're great. So, yeah, Chase, this is uh, this is a new deal for me. I, I didn't really know. You, you're always afraid, you know, that things can be scams. You know, people trying to get you, you to send them a check or put in a credit card, and it was just kind of a weird deal. So tell us about this. Well, unfortunately, uh, it, it is real. Um, those, I, I'm I'm with you. I know y'all said y'all believe that uh, law enforcement is there to protect people and not make revenue for a county or a city. Right. Well, protect and serve. That's what it says on the door. Yeah. Yeah. First off, I 100% agree with that. We're not out there to produce revenue. Um, But second off, yes, that uh, the way that camera works, the speed limit right through there from what I remember is 35. Um, And the camera will give you 10 miles an hour at 46 miles an hour. It'll write you a ticket. So say a car comes by at 46, um, it, radars that car takes a picture and video of it uh saves that tag in its database and then for the next 10 seconds it cannot write another ticket so if the car right behind you comes by at 70 miles an hour you know five seconds behind you they're not going to get a ticket because it can't reset itself for 10 more seconds note to self yeah (laughs) so uh anyway they uh then every day uh one of the Officer, there's an officer's name on that ticket somewhere. I promise, because yeah, I love every few days. Yeah, every every few da- every few days, an officer will come in. He reviews every one of those tapes and just cl- basically is just clicking the button to accept. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, what is this where people are saying everybody who complains they end up not enforcing it? Is it unenforceable? Well, it, it, it can't go on your drive. They're issuing it to the registered owner of the vehicle. It right. can't go on your driving record. It can't go on your insurance. Um, stuff like that. It's basically a civil penalty if you don't pay it. Is this now, like what, an unpaid why, parking ticket? Why is that though? I mean, if you get a normal ticket, it goes well, on there, right? Think, think of, yeah, no, think about it. If I pull you over and you're driving your cousin's car, right? And I write, I write, I'm writing the that, driver a ticket. I'm, I'm writing that ticket to your driver's license. That right. goes on yeah. your right. driving record. I can't write a. How do you write a ticket to a vehicle? Is the way. Yeah. I mean, who, how do you write a ticket to a vehicle? You have to write a ticket to a person is the way. Well, that I that seems like that would I, be a, a major problem flaw right. in, in automated ticket writing. Yeah, because, I mean, from what, well, I, I, what I've gathered, I don't even remember. My wife might have been driving. I think it was Greg. Yeah. Could have been my son. And the thing, mm-hmm. the thing is, uh, the legislator has adopted, you know, laws that make these cameras legal. Um, but they have to be sitting in certain locations. You know, the city of Montgomery has traffic cameras also right. for, for red yeah. light enforcement. Well, uh, I, there's so. some, yeah, there's some things wrong with, look, at the end of the day, if you don't speed, you don't have anything to worry about. And I certainly understand, exactly. but I want to say this one thing though, if you're going to, if they need to do it, just like with the way they send the envelope out, and I know they've hired a third party to do it. Undoubtedly, it came to me one time before, before this one. And I just didn't realize it was a citation because right. I'm also I've got piles of junk mail. Most of them want me to do credit cards or you know refinance my mortgage or donation. You know some politician. 
and and it looks like one of those envelopes. You know, you doesn't look it doesn't look like it's anything of any importance. Right. So you know, yeah, why, why would you why would you be getting mail from Cleveland, Ohio? Right. So I wish they would put something on there. You know, important. Please please open immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, citation. You speeder because yeah. now yeah. slow down. Because jerk. now there's a yeah. there's a late fee on there that could have been avoided. And I understand it's still my responsibility, I guess, to open all my mail. But the system's got a lot of things in it because I don't think what we want to do. And is and I know you. I hear in your your tone you you agree. What we don't want, especially now, to do anything that gets people where they're aggravated with law enforcement, like it. it, it is yeah, a, we, is we, a, is we've a, we've already got a bad enough name these days. We uh, we don't need you know traffic cameras giving us a worse name. Right. Well, and then you get to the point like me. I'm already thinking where we go to the beach. I'll just avoid Brantley, Alabama, and I won't get any gasoline there. I won't stop to get snacks. Uh, I won't do any of that because I I don't really want to have to pay one hundred thirty five dollars every time I want to go through Brantley, you know. If, if well, it's well, a pretty let, expensive let, snack. And let me let let me clarify. I'm not affiliated with the city of Brantley. Understood. Yeah, understood. But in, it, anyway, it, I, yeah, would, I would I would think you would want people to come through your town, spend money, get gasoline, and love the front point city, uh, not dread the front front porch city you know then you go well good yeah. gosh i don't want to go the through the front there. porch capital of the south right and it's a beautiful yeah. little town it really is and i and i love it and and but i mean you know you're sitting there thinking well if i come through here at a 35 and i'm not paying attention and there goes another 135 dollars you know as opposed to a policeman pulling me over and saying hey you need to watch it through here it just feels impersonal it feels big brotherish it feels revenueing it's it's just it's got it's got all the things that we don't need yeah. you know and I- I completely agree. Trust me, I yeah, do. Yeah. Well, I appreciate what you do. Thank you very much. And again, well, let me let me reemphasize so people don't listen mm-hmm. and people like if you don't speed, you ain't got anything to worry about. Right. And I certainly understand that. Right. So, and I and, pre- and, and, and that's the, Rick talking, and, not Bubba or any of the other. Guys. Right. And and I won't tell the, the I want camera, to tell the mayor of Harpersville that <laughs> Bubba's coming through there today. <laughs> <laughs> and the camera gives you ten miles an hour, so you were doing at least forty six. Yeah, probably. So you know how forty six, how dangerous that can be. Well, now according to some my big red Rick, truck, Rick, and drive to, where I want to. According to some emailers, <laughs> that's part of the conspiracy. Is that is some of these little little uh, I guess reader boards yeah. or whatever? They're all getting the same speed limit on the ticket. Yeah, somebody said that. Said if you if all of us got in a room, we would magically all were going exactly the same. Well, I think speed. I think he explained that yeah. with the the fact that the ten second thing exactly. Yeah. So, but I tell you, this is why Speedy and I never leave home without ways. <laughs> this is it. I mean, seriously. Right, right. Yeah, that, that, and it's not that we're speeding all the time, but it's a nice little reminder. Yeah. Well, thanks for what you do, Chase. I appreciate uh, how you've served it, the community. It's the app that used to be a CB radio. It yeah. is. Yeah. Right. It, it is. Well, and the thing is, you you don't you don't want people to drive reckless, right? No. You don't want people to be driving drunk. You don't want people to be you know doing things that makes your town unsafe. I got that. But then you get to the point where people are saying, "Well, this is." This is such a standard, and it's such a, a revenueing thing. I'll yeah. just avoid this little town, and I'll go some other. Now, maybe that's what they want. They may not like beach traffic. They may be like, I wish it wouldn't come through here. But I would think as someone who's trying to you know, get sales tax and sell products and sell gasoline and sell food and all of that, it seems like you would want the town to be inviting yeah. uh, to, to beach traffic, not people saying, let me get out ways and see how I can get around it. Yeah, you know. But, uh, but I'm it, just a little uncomfortable sitting here with a lawbreaker. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you need, you're a little out of control. Tell you what you need to do. You slow that rump down. I do. That's why your vehicles yeah. don't work. You've worn them out. I know. Yeah. You're right. Hey, I do go hard, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, <laughs> 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 Note yourself.
front porch city. <laughs> Beautiful, but please avoid it. <laughs> I've got a few pictures of the front porches. I, I'll be all right now. Yeah. Sit on I'm the front porch. It. Don't drive by. If you are an Extreme Club member, uh, we'll come back and want to talk to you, or maybe you're considering being one. We'll give you an update. Changes are coming on Monday, and we'll try to walk you through it. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. 20 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. CRTV starts on Monday. The engineers have been here working as we get prepared. So for uh, some of you in the audience, really for everybody, this is a big deal because there's going to be a new way to consume the show uh, if you so desire. But for those of you that have been in our Extreme Club program for uh, many years. Uh, some changes are coming for you. Uh, we believe this is all going to be an upgrade for everybody, uh, but anytime there's change, trust me, being the low-tech guy on the show, uh, I, I don't care for change because once I get something the way it is and I know I can make it work, then you change it on me. I understand that, but it's going to be it's going to be great in the, in the long haul, and I think uh, that you'll love it. So here's what's going to happen uh, on Monday. CRTV will now become the TV option uh, for the Rick and Bubba show, and if you are an Extreme Club member and you have the premium package, uh, you simply will now become a CRTV uh, subscriber, and you can get it on more devices than uh, than we had. RBTV was a little limited on how you could get it, so now you'll be able to sit there on your television and uh, get that CRTV app just like you do Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu, you name it. You go take the CRTV uh, app, you get it, you sign up, and you're ready to go. You'll be able to watch um, the, the show live. It'll be four hours live. Uh, that's the part we're all together. Uh, and then you'll have archives of the TV show available to you to watch whenever you want to, just like you do on the other apps and streaming TV. Uh, you'll also have streaming audio archives that'll be available to you. Now, we did run into an issue, which we're going we're gonna to overcome. Uh, these are not downloadable. They're just, if you want to listen to audio uh, um, uh, archives, it's streaming only. They're not downloadable. So that's the CRTV, RBTV people. You just simply move to that. Now, for those of you that were emailing us saying, but I am audio only, and I like being able to download the audio because I don't have a data package where I can sit there and stream, we're flattered that a lot of you listen as much as you do. Uh, and we really didn't think that was going to be a big deal. But some people say, well, I, I'm a, I'm, I, I drive around and listen to all four hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to have to stream that. I'd like to be able to download that. Well, that, that has been resolved. And, and as of Monday, you'll be able to get to the show uh, archived audio only on our podcast channel. Now, a lot of you have been asking for years uh, for us to go to a podcast. And we just kind of started that back in the spring. And all we're putting on there right now is a bit of the day and then the Wednesday Bible study. And a lot of you are, are drifting to that. We know that podcasts are very popular. A lot of you um, use podcasts for many things. I do as well uh, with a lot of uh, things that I listen to. So if you are an audio-only person, uh, then you will be able to get uh, the entire show, downloadable audio, on our podcast channel uh, starting on uh, Monday. So, uh, so that, that, and it's going to be there every day. Now, for those of you that say, well, hey, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on a year uh, audio only. Well, the good news is you're going to still be able to get the audio on the podcast, but you also will now be a CRTV person. So you can kind of watch that through your membership and see if you like CRTV. And then when your <clears throat> renewal date comes up, 
you'll either renew with CRTV to keep uh, the streaming TV option, or you'll decide, ah, I don't want to be part of that, and then you can keep getting getting your audio from the podcast. If you're a month-to-month audio-only person, it's really quite simple. It now will be available to you on the podcast, so you no longer will be uh, needing to purchase that month-to-month, and you can just end when the next month ends. So that's kind of it. Well said. Any other questions? So. So this is, um, you know, one of the questions that came up that we talked about yesterday was, and we'll send a letter out to all of you as well to kind of walk you through it uh, from Helmsy, but um, is, you know, when you talk about the podcast thing, a lot of people are excited about that, but, you know, some of you are Android, so you're like, well, can I still get the podcast? And the answer is yes. Yes. We have submitted that through Google Play, and the minute we get the authorization, that'll be available as well. So, of course, SoundCloud, you can stream already, and then the iTunes, you can stream or download, and you'll be able to do the same with Android, Google Play. Right. So to kind of simplify— People in Greg's world. Yeah, so to kind of simplify the the, the world that we now live in, uh, the Rick and Bubba show will be available uh, different ways. It's available on what is still the best way and the most of you, and that's you have an affiliate in your city, and you have— uh, you know, a Rick and Bubba radio station, and you love it. It's free, and you listen to it, and you and uh, we we make money by running commercials locally and nationally, and that's still, of course, the the biggest part of the audience. But not everybody has affiliates because, um, sadly, you know, we we're not coast to coast, and we're not east to west, and north to south. But we have the TuneIn app, so you can listen to the show streaming. Uh, of course, the, the the network commercials run there because it is free to you on the TuneIn app. Whenever you don't have an affiliate or you get outside of your affiliate. Uh, and then it runs best of bits uh, for the rest of the day till the show starts. You're now going to have streaming TV available to you via CRTV if that's what you prefer. A lot of you are saying, uh, you know, I never really went to the RB TV thing, but I like the CRTV because I'm going to get Phil Robertson. I'm going to get Mark Levin. I'm going to get all the other programming that's on there, Eric Bowling. Uh, so I'll have Rick and Bubba live on my streaming TV, and I can go back and watch the archives. You can certainly do that. And now uh, we're going into the podcast business in a bigger way than we were. You'll have the full show audio archive every day for you. You'll have uh, some bits of the day, and you'll also have the the weekly Bible study. Now, one change for those of you that watch the Bible study on TV live, now that will change Monday. It will only be an archive. So it'll be in your CRTV, but uh, we'll, we'll actually record it here, then put it out immediately after that, and you'll watch that on demand only. And that shouldn't affect a whole lot of people. The majority of the people with the Bible study are, are going back and listening to the archive anyway. But you'll have a video archive as well as the audio archive uh, every Wednesday as part of the whole Rick and Bubba part of CRTV. That'll be because we'll, we'll sometimes shoot some things that we'll just put out there on demand and, you know, have some fun as well. It won't just be the live show every day. So there'll be a lot of content available. So the Rick and Bubba show content is available to you in many different ways. Uh, and we're adding some of those and uh, upgrading some others as of Monday. And if you have any questions about that, uh, about your membership, uh, it's simple. Helmsy, it will handle that. So here's the email address, support at rickandbubba.com, support at rickandbubba.com. And I don't mind you emailing me directly either, but I get all the emails from support, and, and some people just don't know how to spell Helmsy, so it's just easier, support at rickandbubba.com. It comes to the same place. I'd be happy to help. Yeah, so and so that's going to be it, and I think uh, all that will get solidified, and I think uh, the, the good news is with all the technology that's now available, you should be able to access the Rick and Bubba show using any of it or all of it. And then the decision not to listen is up to you. Right. Well, well, that, well, that, and and that's, what we've, that's what we've always tried to strive for. Yeah. 
if you don't listen to this show, it's because or, uh, you, you choose not to. Right. What, what we don't like is when you said, I and would. And we can't help that, and sometimes we don't blame you for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that I would listen to it. <laughs> not I mean, Rick. No, I would. I, I mean, I, I try to do the show, and this doesn't, I don't know what this says about me, but we all try to do the show the way we would want to show yeah. it to be done. Yeah, we, I mean, we enjoy it. This is the kind we of show. We hope everybody else is. So what we want is for you to make the decision not to uh, experience Rick and Bubba, not that you can't get it. So going forward, if you can't get this show, it's because you choose not to. Every single way you can get it will be available to you. Yeah, and let me say this too. Just uh, I want to. If you're a current Extreme Club member, it, your account is going to migrate over automatically to CRTV, and so the only difference you'll use the same login that you have now uh, to get in. You just go to a different place. Now you will likely be required to change your password at that point, but that's it. So I, yeah. I do. I got that question just now. Yeah. So that's it'll be simple. And then yeah. and then when when your membership ends on that on your end date, then you'll decide to renew with CRTV, or you'll say I'm not going to do that anymore. And we hope you will. And then for some of you that have been waiting on a ch- a channel that you could access a little simpler, you know, with Apple TV and Roku and all of that, you now have that because we're just joining what's yeah. already going on with CRTV, which would have taken a lot of money and development for us to get to that point. So. We were flattered they asked us to be part of it, so this is an upgrade for you TV-wise. And, and the quality of it's going to be good, too. And I'll tell you this, the audio archives are going to go to the podcast channel because us using that technology, the quality of those should be better as well. Yeah, they will. Because yeah. we were having to squeeze it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I think what I'll were you doing? Squeeze, <laughs> squeeze, squeeze, and a little bit. Squeeze it. All right, there's a lot of stories out there. We'll start unpacking those as well. Again, if you have any questions, Monday's the big day. Uh, it'll be support at rickandbubba.com. We'll be back. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up. Our number 866-WE-BE-BIG and the website rickandbubba.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. All right, time is of the essence on this because it's um, it's about a 12, 11 minute, 50 second. I just thought it, and I can't pronounce uh uh, is he a senator from uh, yeah, Nebraska? Ben, ben Sass from uh, Nebraska. We think that's how you say it. We think it's Sass. Greg says the S is silent. I don't think that's right. Uh, but anyway, so um, he did He did a little bit. Uh, of, and this is something that all Americans, regardless of your political affiliation, we need to listen to this because this, uh, th- this senator is saying we have lost our way as a country. And Schoolhouse Rock disagrees with how we're handling things. So, so here it is, uh, and listen to this. You know, try to record it. Let your kids listen to it. It's very, very important. And this is part of the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings yesterday when he got his chance. Here it is. Confirmation hearing now is going to be overblown, politicized circus, and it's because we've accepted a new theory about how our three branches of government should work, and in particular how the judiciary should work. What Supreme Court confirmation hearings should be about is an opportunity to go back and do schoolhouse rock civics for our kids. We should be talking about how a bill becomes a law and what the job of Article 2 is and what the job of Article 3 is. So let's try just a little bit. How did we get here and how can we fix it? I want to make just four brief points. Number one, in our system, the legislative branch is supposed to be the center of our politics. Number two, it's not. Why not? Because for the last century, and increasing by the decade right now, more and more legislative authority is delegated to the executive branch every year. Both parties do it. 
The legislature is impotent. The legislature is weak. And most people here want their jobs more than they really want to do legislative work. And so they punt most of the work to the next branch. Third consequence is that this transfer of power means the people yearn for a place where politics can actually be done. And when we don't do a lot of big, actual political debating here, we transfer it to the Supreme Court. And that's why the Supreme Court is increasingly a substitute political battleground in America. It is not healthy, but it is what happens, and it's something that our founders wouldn't be able to make any sense of. And fourth and finally, we badly need to restore the proper duties and the balance of power from our constitutional system. So point one, the legislative branch is supposed to be the locus of our politics properly understood. Since we're here in this room today, because this is a Supreme Court confirmation hearing, we're tempted to start with Article 3. But really, we need to, Article 3 is the part of the Constitution that sets up the judiciary. We really should be starting with Article 1, which is us. What is the legislature's job? The Constitution's drafters began with the legislature. These are, these are equal branches, but Article 1 comes first for a reason, and that's because policymaking is supposed to be done in the body that makes laws. That means that this is supposed to be the institution dedicated to political fights. If we see lots and lots of protests in front of the Supreme Court, that's a pretty good litmus test barometer of the fact that our republic isn't healthy. Because people shouldn't be thinking they are protesting in front of the Supreme Court. They should be protesting in front of this body. The legislature is designed to be controversial, noisy, sometimes even rowdy, because making laws means we have to hash out the reality that we don't all agree. Government is about power. Government is not just another word for things we do together. The reason we have limited government in America is because we believe in freedom. We believe in souls, we believe in persuasion, we believe in love, and those things aren't done by power. But the government acts by power. And since the government acts by power, we should be reticent to use power. And so it means when you differ about power, you have to have a debate. And this institution is supposed to be dedicated to debate and should be based on the premise that we know since we don't all agree, we should try to constrain that power just a little bit, but then we should fight about it and have a vote in front of the American people. And then what happens? The people get to decide whether they want to hire us or fire us. They don't have to hire us again. This body is the political branch where policymaking fights should happen. And if we are the easiest people to fire, it means the only way the people can maintain power in our system is if almost all the politicized decisions happen here, not in Article 2 or Article 3. So that brings us to a second point. How do we get to a place where the legislature decided to give away its power? We've been doing it for a long time. Over the course of the last century, but especially since the 1930s and then ramping up since the 1960s, a whole lot of the responsibility in this body has been kicked to a bunch of alphabet soup bureaucracies. All the acronyms that people know about their government or don't know about their government are the places where most actual policymaking, kind of in a way lawmaking, is happening right now. This is not what Schoolhouse Rock says. There's no verse of Schoolhouse Rock that says give a whole bunch of power to the alphabet soup agencies and let them decide what the governance decision should be for the people because the people don't have any way to fire the bureaucrats. And so what we mostly do around this body is not pass laws. What we mostly do is decide to give permission to the secretary or the administrator of bureaucracy X, Y, or Z to make law-like regulations. That's mostly what we do here. 
We go home and we pretend we make laws. No, we don't. We write giant pieces of legislation, 1,200 pages, 1,500 pages long, that people haven't read, filled with all these terms that are undefined, and we say the secretary of such and such shall promulgate rules that do the rest of our dang jobs. That's why there's so many fights about the executive branch and about the judiciary, because this body rarely finishes its work. And the House is even worse. Uh, I don't really believe that. It just seemed like it, you needed to try to unite us in some way. So I admit that there are rational arguments that one could make for this new system. The Congress can't manage all the nitty-gritty details of everything about modern government, and this system tries to give power and control to experts in their fields, where most of us in Congress don't know much of anything or uh, about technical matters for sure, but you could also impugn our wisdom if you want. But when you're talking about technical, uh, complicated matters, it's true that the Congress would have a hard time f sorting out every final dot and tittle about every detail. But the real reason, at the end of the day, that this institution punts most of its power to executive branch agencies is because it's a convenient way for legislators to have to, to be able to avoid taking responsibility for controversial and often unpopular decisions. If people want to get reelected over and over again, and that's your highest goal, if your biggest long-term thought around here is about your own incumbency, then actually giving away your power is a pretty good strategy. It's not a very good life, but it's a pretty good strategy for incumbency. And so at the end of the day, a lot of the power delegation that happens from this branch is because the Congress has decided to self-neuter. Well, guess what? The important, the important thing isn't whether or not the Congress has lame jobs. The important thing is that when the Congress neuters itself and gives power to an unaccountable fourth branch of government, it means the people are cut out of the process. There's nobody in Nebraska. There's nobody in Minnesota or Delaware who elected the deputy assistant administrator of plant quarantine at the USDA. And yet if the deputy assistant administrator of plant quarantine does something to make Nebraskans' lives really difficult, which happens to farmers and ranchers in Nebraska, who do they protest to? Where do they go? How do they navigate the complexity and the thicket of all the lobbyists in this town to do executive agency lobbying? They can't. And so what happens is they don't have any ability to speak out and to fire people through an election. And so ultimately, when the Congress is neutered, when the administrative state grows, when there is this fourth branch of government, it makes it harder and harder for the concerns of citizens to be represented and articulated by people that the people know that they have power over. All the power right now, or almost all the power right now, happens off stage, And that leaves a lot of people wondering, who's looking out for me? And that brings us to the third point. The Supreme Court becomes our substitute political battleground. It's only nine people. You can know them. You can demonize them. You can try to make them messiahs. But ultimately, because people can't navigate their way through the bureaucracy, they turn to the Supreme Court looking for politics. And knowing that our elected officials no longer care enough to do the hard work of reasoning through the places where we differ and deciding to shroud our power at times, it means that we look for nine justices to be super legislators. We look for nine justices to try to right the wrongs from other places in the process. When people talk about wanting to have empathy from their justices, this is what they're talking about. They're talking about trying to make the justices do something that the Congress refuses to do as it constantly abdicates its responsibility. The hyperventilating that we see in this process and the way that today's hearing started with 90 minutes of theatrics that are pre-planned with, with certain members of the other side here, it shows us a system that is wildly out of whack. And thus a fourth and final point. The solution here 
is not to try to find judges who will be policymakers. The solution is not to try to turn the Supreme Court into an election battle for TV. The solution is to restore a proper constitutional order with a balance of powers. We need schoolhouse rock back. We need a Congress that writes laws and then stands before the people and suffers the consequences and gets to go back to our own Mount Vernon if that's what the electors decide. We need an executive branch that has a humble view of its job as enforcing the law, not trying to write laws in the Congress's absence. And we need a, a judiciary that tries to apply written laws to facts and cases that are actually before it. This is the elegant and the fair process that the founders created. It's the process where the people who are elected two and six years in this institution, four years in the executive branch, can be fired because the justices and the judges, the men and women who serve America's people by wearing black robes, they're insulated from politics. This is why we talk about an independent judiciary. This is why they wear robes. This is why we shouldn't talk about Republican and Democratic judges and justices. This is why we say justice is blind. This is why we give judges lifetime tenure. And this is why this is the last job interview Brett Kavanaugh will ever have. Because he's going to a job where he's not supposed to be a super legislator. So the question before us today is not what does Brett Kavanaugh think 11 years ago on some policy matter. The question before us is whether or not he has the temperament and the character to take his policy views and his political preferences and put them in a box marked irrelevant and set it aside every morning when he puts on the black robe. The question is, does he have the character and temperament to do that? If you don't think he does, vote no. But if you think he does, stop the charades. Because at the end of the day, I think all of us know that Brett Kavanaugh understands his job isn't to re rewrite laws as he wishes they were. He understands that he's not being interviewed to be a super legislator. He understands that his job isn't to seek popularity. His job is to be fair and dispassionate. It is not to exercise empathy. It is to follow written laws. Contrary to the onion-like smears that we hear outside, Judge Kavanaugh doesn't hate women and children. Judge Kavanaugh doesn't lust after dirty water and stinky air. No, looking at his record, it seems to me that what he actually dislikes are legislators that are too lazy and too risk-averse to do our actual jobs. It seems to me that if you read his 300-plus opinions, what his opinions reveal to me is a dissatisfaction, I think he would argue a constitutionally compelled dissatisfaction, with power-hungry executive branch bureaucrats doing our job when we fail to do it. And in this view, I think he's aligned with the founders. For our Constitution places power not in the hands of this city's bureaucracy, which can't be fired, but our Constitution places the policy-making power in the 535 of our hands because the voters can hire and fire us. And if the voters are going to retain their power, they need a legislature that's responsive to politics, not a judiciary that's responsive to politics. It seems to me that Judge Kavanaugh is ready to do his job. The question for us is whether we're ready to do our job. Well, I don't, I don't know how that could be laid out any clearer. And the point he's making, if you think otherwise, then you're a person that doesn't believe the Constitution was set up correctly. And to allow this to go on means there's people that can impact your life that you have no control over hiring and firing them. And those of us you can hire and fire are ducking that because we don't want to be held accountable. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Seven minutes to the top of the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. So 
Uh, Bubba has tweeted that out. I've tweeted it out. It's everywhere. It's Ben Sass, S-A-S-S-E, uh, Republican from Nebraska. And regardless of where you are politically concerning Ben, what he just said about our Constitution is not his idea. It's actually the idea of the Founding Fathers, and we are definitely moving away from it. Coming up next hour, Van Moody will be with us. He's one of uh, the uh, uh, African-American pastors that were, were invited to the White House by Donald Trump. He went there to hear what the president had to say to also talk about their concerns. Uh, he's talking about some of the flack that he got from that, and we'll talk to him about that in a new book that he has out. Hey, I do want to point you to redlandcotton.com right now. How about this? All things baby are on specials right now. We have a woman who's having a baby in the audience today. Uh, and right now, if you go and check out redlandcotton.com, uh, you can get free shipping on any order over $150. So now we love the products. They're incredible, but they've got a new baby line of products that are 100% cotton made for baby. And if you'd like to check those out, they're all on special right now at redlandcotton.com, or you can go to rickandbubba.com. You can find them right there under the sponsors button as well. Great company, and they also got invited to the White House. Uh, all right, so let's uh, a little bit of an update, uh, the Colin Kaepernick story. Uh, now, now some legs are getting underneath this. Uh, you know, he say Nike has decided they'll do a, an ad campaign uh, with Colin Kaepernick. Now we'll see. You know, you've seen the response from uh, you know different viewpoints on this and how it will affect Nike, how it will not. Well, Jason Whitlock uh, weighed in on this yesterday, and he's saying, "Look, everybody's missing this. This is business," and and he's saying it's business all the way around, including uh, Colin Kaepernick is actually taking. You know this uh, this protest, and, and he's now making this the new thing that he markets in order mm-hmm. for him to make a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nike also is is looking at it from a, from a political standpoint as well. That may not be the one that you think they're looking at it. And of course, he's he's getting um, pummeled a little bit too. But here, here's what he said: Is this the one on Tucker on, from uh, Fox News? Yeah. But he's been on other interviews yesterday as well. But here he is. Mm-hmm. I think that Nike has issues, PR issues. They've been sued for discrimination by both black people and women. They fired a bunch of executives recently. And long before any of that, Nike's had a problem with slave labor, uh, slave labor in Asia. And the people that actually make their shoes, uh, Nike has no problem with their oppression. And so I, I think that Colin Kaepernick aligning with him is a marketing PR ploy by uh, Nike to cover up their larger, bigger problems, and to to feed the left-wing media, so, oh, look, we're friends of Kaepernick, so overlook these years of criticism about the slave labor that makes our shoes and the exploitation that we're perfectly fine with, and then, Sucker, I'll go even a step further. When you look at uh, President Trump's Make America First policies and how they're impacting corporations like a Nike, and the business they do overseas, go have their uh, materials made in another country for less money and then bring them back into our country without being taxed or punished for that. I I just think Nike is playing politics here on a number of different levels, and it's a PR stunt that I think is going to blow up and backfire in their face. No different. This reminds me of ESPN. Uh, naming Caitlyn Jenner the most courageous person in America uh, because she she had a sex change operation. Uh, I, I think this is cut from that same cloth and how that, doing that, 
a labeled ESPN is PC and out of touch with middle America, I think this play here with Colin Kaepernick is going to backfire on Nike. So um, so that's a, a different point of view. He says, look, there's, there's a lot more to this than you see on the surface. Uh, there's been people that, uh, that agree with uh, Jason Whitlock on this and others who don't. But uh, but that is the point of view. He says you you got to look deeper in this. It's um, and now whether it will work or not is another story. Yeah, Nike stock took a hit yesterday. It was down as much as three point three percent at one point. But I, and I, there may be some protest selling in that. But I, I don't think their stock price is going to tank because of this. I mean it. All that's going to make it is a good buying opportunity for people who are wise and and stock market stuff. So we'll see how that trends. But there obviously was a little bit of a pushback uh, protest on the stock price yesterday. But I think it's more temporary than long term. Yeah, and you know it, it definitely is going to have some some bad public relations. We see this, but what he's saying is they they're not concerned about that. They're trying to play to a, a different crowd that uh, has a hard time making their more liberal political views align with the business practices of Nike and he's saying well they're going they're doing this move to kind of shield them to kind of shield them from that, some yeah. of the complaints because they're trying to make it easier if you're a little more to the left uh, for you to have Nike products and not worry about all the things they do that you've demonized uh, throughout most of your life now uh, and, and I don't it, know if there's any truth to that or not right. you, you know it does you do question how that's going to play at home uh, in middle America, who buys a lot of Nike things with a swoosh on it. But they also sell a lot internationally, too. So. Yeah, I heard somebody mentioning, I don't know if it was Jason Whitlock or not, to your point, that they're also playing to the international market that doesn't like America. Right. And uh, so they actually look at the protest as something they actually embrace. So there you go. Top of the hour. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Daily, that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. I see the morning sun, I hear another Six train. minutes, six minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Coming to you from the Rick and Bubba broadcast plaza and teleport. Thank you for being with us today. We've got a lot to do going forward. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess. Uh, Eddie Van Adler all here. Rick and Bubba interns today, Mama Nia, and also Minnie Mouth, earning their degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. Welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. There he is. Glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Rick and Bubba family, say hello to Van Moody. Van Moody is with us today, making his Rick and Bubba debut. Today. Yes. Yes. Man. Uh, Pastor Van Moody, uh, the Worship Center Christian Church, Birmingham, Alabama, also author of uh, several books. We'll talk to a little bit before we're done today on the latest installment on the series of books that he has been uh, inspired to write. Uh, we'll start because uh, you kind of made your way into the headlines with other uh, pastors in our country who happen to be African American. Uh, who were invited to the White House to go talk to the president, and you had the audacity to go. Uh, so, and and, uh, and and not everybody liked that, did they? Yeah, no, it was uh, not popular. It was good for some and uh, not good for others. Tell us, how, how did this begin? How did you yeah, get invited to begin with? Well, it started actually at the beginning of the year. Uh, we do a lot of prison ministry. We are on a consistent basis in eight different prisons every week. 
And so uh, it started back in uh, the first quarter of this year. Jarek Kushner's team reached out to me and asked me to attend a meeting because they were in the early stages of drafting the First Step Act, uh, which is a prison reform piece of legislation. And so they wanted uh, my feedback, what I thought about the bill. Uh, and they honestly wanted honest feedback from people who are working in the area, prison ministry, prison reform, to figure out really what was the best step forward and, and how to begin to move the needle on the issue. Because so you're there. You're, you're, we're, we're your right boots there. on the ground. You have firsthand experience in what's going on and what you see that's working and not working. I guess. Yep, yep. So, you know, it was an honest meeting. They invited me to the White House back in April and uh, just asked me, you know, give us the hard questions. Give us uh, kind of what you see on the ground. And it was a very, very productive meeting. You know, I did not know Jared Kushner's past uh, with his father being in prison. Uh, And so this is a very personal issue for him, something that he's really deeply invested in. And he shared that with us Mm -hmm. and said, hey, I know this is a political hot button, but we've got to figure out how to move forward. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either. And so it was eye opening. But it was a great meeting, productive meeting. We got the uh, bill crafted, uh, made changes to the bill. It's gotten through the House. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to make some traction in the Senate, but that's kind of where we are. So when I went back to the White House recently, that was the follow-up Understood. Uh, to that earlier meeting. Were you – I know that – I mean, I can pretty much tell, and you're a grown man, you've been in ministry a long time, you you, you know the, the temperature of everything out sure. there politically. And Bubba and I can talk about it. I was just telling one of our interns a minute ago. If something happens on the show, I can pretty much tell you what the reaction <laughs> of the audience is going to be, negative and positive. So yeah. were you really surprised? Were you expecting it? Or was the backlash more than you even anticipated? I, I tell you, um, I wasn't surprised by some of the response I got from people in the world. Right. Um, because they don't know us. They don't know me. They don't right. know our track record. But I was actually somewhat surprised by the response from people in the faith community. Amen. Uh, one of the things that I, I wondered was, hello, has anybody read the Bible? Uh, right. Because I think the Bible is very clear on, number one, the importance of us finding commonality, even with people that we disagree with, on behalf of working for other people. And so I think that that's just gotten lost, and that, that surprised me and aggrieved me a little bit. Well, especially when you're talking about prison ministry. Absolutely. I mean, Jesus couldn't be more clear when he says, when I separate the goats from the sheep, one of the things that I'm going to look at sheep and goats is, did you come see me when I was in prison? And, and so you would think that would be as non-political as we could get, that mm-hmm. the leader of the free world, regardless of party, regardless of who this person is, yep. that says, my administration would like to give you an audience. And, Van, I know you have a passion yep. uh, as a man of faith, a follower of Jesus, to minister to those who are incarcerated. Yep. We'd like for you to come talk to us about what we could do to make that better. Absolutely. Who turns that down? Well, yeah, you know, that that was the unfortunate part. And I'll tell you something else that stood out to me. I, I listened to a lot of the detractors. And... To a fault, every one of them had a personal issue. It was, well, I wouldn't go, or I wouldn't have done that, or either it was he this, or I don't like him. And I said to some of the people that I had an opportunity to talk to, I said, I hear you talking about either your dislikes of the president or what you wouldn't have done. I said, but that's self-motivated. It's all about either him or you. What about the people whose lives are swinging in the balance? I said, does anybody care about them? And if we are believers, one of the greatest examples that Jesus shows us is that we have to give up our lives for others. That's how he saved us. He was willing to sacrifice his own life for others. And and that example has, at least in this situation, gotten lost. And that really, really troubled me. 
Well, if you look back at the history of the American church, for some reason, the adversary seems to always have victory when it comes to race. Yes. The, the church has been on the wrong side of race issues too many times. And, and it seems to, it's almost like this cog in our wheel that we can't get past. You know, just like when I, you and I do a lot of men's ministry. Yep. And, you know, we always know when you're dealing with a man that there's going to be something in his life he's struggling with from a sexual standpoint. Yep. I mean, you just know it's there because the adversary has been so successful with men when it comes to using their God-given attraction mm-hmm. to women mm-hmm. to, to, of course, take that and corrupt it. You know, there's always a counterfeit version of what God wants, and Satan is God's counterfeit. Yep. So when it comes to race, it's almost like he sits over there and he laughs, and he goes, just about the time they're about to think they're going to join together and do something as the church, the apostle Paul couldn't be more clear. He said, hey, let me tell you, he was dealing with this with Jews and Greeks right out of the gate. Before African-Americans and Caucasians ever had a problem, Paul was trying to put a church together, and the Jews and the Gentiles had a problem, and the Jews didn't want the Gentiles to be part of it. Absolutely. And Paul was saying, well, in the church, all this racial stuff is over. Yep. There, there, there is no Greek, there is no Scythian, there is no Jew, there mm-hmm. is no slave, there is no free. Yep. Uh, in the church, at the foot of the cross, everybody becomes the same race. Absolutely. And, 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 and it seems like we've just took t- that message is there, and we've ignored it and continue to ignore it. Now, this, this is different, but it's still the same problem. No, I absolutely agree. One of the things that grieves me, once again, is I think that the American church doesn't have a great understanding of the kingdom of God. You know, when you look at the message that Jesus preached, it was always the kingdom of God is at hand or, you know, in some way, shape or form. He, he always referenced the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is bigger. It's transcendent. Uh, there's that episode when uh, the Pharisees and Herodians, you know, try to trap him and ask him about should we pay taxes to Caesar? And, you know, very similarly uh, to how the Herodians and Pharisees were kind of polarized. It's a picture almost of American politics. Right. The Pharisees, ultra conservative. The Herodians were very liberal. And the way Jesus responds, once again, points to something that's bigger. And that's what the church has got to understand. This notion of us getting pigeonholed down into race and all of these other smaller things, God is bigger than that. One of my favorite verses that you alluded to is that in Christ, the dividing wall of hostility has been demolished. And so we've got to begin to understand that the heart of God is bigger than our petty differences. It's bigger than these issues that we've tripped over for a long time, race and socioeconomic stuff. God is bigger than that, and it's in Christ that we all come together, and we've got to champion that, and the church has got to grab hold of that and shout that to the world, because if we don't, I'm really concerned about the direction we're headed in. Well, can I ask you, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, because you you don't know the president personally. Do you really think this narrative that the current president, regardless how you agree or disagree with him politically, I don't agree with him everything politically. Sure. Okay. Do you really think he's a racist? You know, I don't really know. I don't know him to that degree. You know, there are some things he's done that I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. But what I can tell you um, is that when I was in the room with him, I was actually very surprised because what I saw in the room and there are people who say, oh, it was politicking. He was posturing and it was the midterm. And I said, well, you know, you can, you know, give your opinion all you want. You are not in the room. But what he said to us and the way that he positioned himself made me, you know, really stop and say, well, what I'm hearing now, what I'm seeing now is totally different, you know, than the way that things have been portrayed. And I can also tell you that the people around him have not presented themselves like that to me. 
uh, I was actually very surprised that they heard everything that I had to say and actually wanted more information. I thought that when I gave them my honest assessment about that bill and its original iteration, they were going to say, who is this kid or this guy (laughs) and like get him up out of here. But no, on the contrary, they said, no, tell us the truth. We want to know. And uh, when I put difficult things on the table, they said, great, keep it coming. So I haven't experienced that. But at the same time, I know that there's a lot of anger and vitriol. And I think at times what it has done is it's created a barrier for people to really talk to one another. And I think absent of real honest communication, all we're left with are assumptions. And a lot of times those assumptions are wrong. We'll come back. Van Moody's with us. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more about this, and I'll talk about the, the new book that he's got. It's, there's a series he's been writing, and this is the third installment. Is that right in this yes, series? Yes, sir. And we'll talk about that, too, But um, and uh, we'll continue to discuss this. Pastor Van Moody, if you want to get the book, the new one's called Desired by God. All the information about uh, Van Moody will be in show notes at rickandbubba.com. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes now past the hour. You got the Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for being with us today, Pastor Van Moody. Uh, with us today, he is, um, of course, the pastor of a church uh, there in the Birmingham area, the Worship Center Christian Church, but has also been on um, uh, a lot of media lately, talking not only about uh, the books that he has put out in the new one, which we're going to talk about, but he was uh, part of a group that was invited to the White House, African American pastors, and some of the commentary. Uh, that came out of that meeting angered some people because, as you were saying, Van, in the break, you know, just because you go to take advantage of an opportunity for members of the church to go up and talk to the government and to the leader of the free world and his administration about the needs of the communities you represent and for an opportunity for any president to hear the gospel. And, and as you said, and you're, you're probably, I can't think how many people said this that have gotten audience with him that are people that I would respect their walk with Christ, and I certainly respect yours, is that though though Donald Trump may be a work in pro, uh, progress on whether he would be deemed by God Almighty as truly a member of the church, and that's certainly not for me to judge. Right. I'm just saying just in my life, as I saw things that were inconsistent with what I claimed for a long time in my mm-hmm. faith, had to be addressed by the Holy Spirit and conviction, and I had to stop justifying those things. Sure, he, he may be a work in progress, but I think what we can say, whether he's a member of the church or not, that he doesn't appear to be an enemy of the church. Oh, yeah, that, without a question. And you took that away as well. Oh, very much so, without, without question. He's very much open, uh, and not only him, but the people around him, to the church, uh, to issues of the faith, uh, to the Bible, uh, and a lot of that has informed um, things that you know people are not as aware of, but even things like his decision with moving the embassy uh, to Jerusalem, all of that has been informed because of his openness uh, to the Bible and things of faith. So he's very much open to it. Isn't that amazing that he did that when our Congress had approved it so long ago? And you had other men who I feel like were strong believers who'd been president, who just didn't want to deal with it, just wanted to kick it down. And there comes Donald Trump says, we're moving it. I ran on it, and I'm going to do it. Absolutely. That's kind of, I was kind of blown away by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, like we said, the things about him that we sometimes cringe, in this particular situation, <laughs> him not being concerned about what people say about him, this time it worked to, for something good. You know, sometimes yeah. it can be bad, but sometimes it can be good. Yeah, I think he has a brashness, and I yeah. think he has a desire to prove his detractors wrong. And, you know, some people believe that that's good because – 
you know, politics, man, sometimes you, you can be so focused on, you know, trying to please everybody that yeah. you don't get anything done. And at the end of the day, I think our country has uh, just been stuck in this quagmire of who do we like, who don't we like, and just politics as usual. And we've got to forge ahead. And there are a, a number of people who feel like he's got the brashness to do it. I think the other thing that people miss is, you know, the truth is, in the Bible it reflects this, God can use anybody he wants to oh, use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I just think we've got to be careful with passing judgment on people. You know, all of the characters in the Bible, I often wonder if Jesus walked in the church today, if he would be received, would, would the Apostle Paul be received? I mean, would Moses be received? Uh, because all of those historical figures in the Bible had something that was socially unacceptable. So I, I've just been led of the Lord to be very careful, you know, who I begin to say God can use and can't use. Heck, he's used me, you right, know, right. and uh, I, my background is checkered and spotted, you know, but uh, if it were not for the grace of God and uh, the love of uh, of him for me, you know, I wouldn't be here. So, you know. Well, and that, that kind of leads into to the new book, and that that's that balance you know, you and I were talking on the phone about this. The yep. new one's called Desired by God. And we're talking about, you know, the church obviously um, has always in, has been the only hope for any society. Absolutely. And it's the only hope for America. Absolutely. I, the only reason why, in, in my humble opinion, that God has not wiped the United States of America off the face of the earth yet is because of the church. Absolutely. The, the salt is still here. And, and, and if Americans need to be very careful who are trying to run the church out of our society and want us to become 100% European secular, that's going to be a real problem because the only thing that's holding this thing together is going to be removed. Yep. So now the church has to figure out how do we engage culture Absolutely. as Christ told us to. Absolutely. And, and you see churches seem to swing from one degree or the other. Either they're too legalistic and yep. condemning and self-righteous, or the other end, they abuse grace to the point that they think you can just do anything and it doesn't matter. That <laughs> God, they, God has no standard. And what you're trying to say and desired by God is the proper balance is neither one of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the polarization uh, that you just uh, mentioned is unfortunate because I, I think that it creates additional barriers for us to really engage culture like we should. Uh, the church is the hope for the world today. The church is the bride of Christ. Uh, and if we are really going to move the needle and to share Christ, we've got to figure out how do we engage uh, in a way that's biblically integrous, but also culturally sensitive. And between the polarization of legalism and sloppy grace or hyper grace, some people call it, I think the middle ground is Jesus Christ, uh, and he embodies grace and truth. And I think you've got to have both of those ethics. And so I'm really excited about Desire by God because I really feel such a burden for people to really understand the heart, the heart of the Father. I think there are people who are running away from God instead of running to him because I think in many ways he's been misrepresented. I think his heart has been co-opted and used for our own agenda instead of adequately saying this is who God is, this is how he feels about you, and this is the starting point. One of my favorite life verses is Romans 5 and 8 that said that God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That, that's a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when I really learned that, that's when my heart began to open. Because I grew up in a very legalistic church society, and I thought I had to get everything right, and I couldn't get it all right. Uh, but when I really understood the heart of the Father and his love for me, it was it was at that point that I opened my heart to him. And it was his love that 
gave me what I needed to change everything about me. And and that and the book is talking about that balance. Absolutely. Yeah, and and it, it's available really just about everywhere. But we'll put it in show notes today where you can sure. go and, and grab it. And we certainly appreciate what uh, what you're doing, not only for uh, you know our, our our church, but also trying to see if you can't also be used <laughs> to help this country. So, so I appreciate. So it. thank you for doing that. Desired by God is the name of it. He also has written the People Factor and the I Factor, which are kind of the the two, one and two that lead up to this third one. Absolutely. And appreciate you being with us, and hopefully you'll come back and visit with us again. Anytime. Thank you guys for having Thank me. Thank you, Van Moody, uh, pastor and author, uh, and also mover and shaker. And uh, you can also see um, uh, all the different accolades for the book uh, that are listed there, uh, too, some, some pretty heavy hitters. And uh, that balance that uh, seems to be lost uh, this kind of lays that out because the standard on how it's supposed to be done, as Van just said, is actually Jesus. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour. Well, it's only happened a few times that we continue to talk in the break, and we've declared Van Moody overtime. Uh, this is rare, Pastor. This is where this is rare. We don't do this often. Well, you know, now we've had people that thought they were going to be longer, and we cut them short. But now, <laughs> it's, it's fun. <laughs> but what we, we were call talk- that a shortstop? Yeah. Well, what we're talking about because it was one of the things we mentioned in the first segment with you. Then we talked about the book, but this still ties into the book because sure. it's still the same theme. You you have a passion that really the all the, the entire church should have because Absolutely. Christ covers it, and that is those who are incarcerated, those who are in prison. Yep. You had a chance to go up and speak to uh, Jared Kushner about this with the Trump administration and with President Trump, and you were laying out to them things that need to be done, and you said they were open to it. Now, they understood they had to crawl before they walked, and you said, well, look, here is the issue. And you were telling us in the break, and, and of course, that, that benefited let about me, 10 of us. Yeah, let me, let me restate my yeah, question, right, what yeah, I asked yeah, you. We'll yeah, let Van yeah. give us the answer again. You know, if you, if you look at the prison situation on a scale, and one end you have legalized things that are now illegal to mm-hmm. keep people out of prison, and the other end you have is build more prisons, build them taller, uh, build more of them. Just don't build them in my neighborhood, of right, course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, where, where is the answer on that scale? I mean, what what are you what do you see boots on the ground that needs to be done to help fix this problem? Two critical things: we need sentencing reform, and so we've got to go back and recognize how certain crimes and certain offenders are disproportionately punished because of certain crimes. Um, you know, America actually incarcerates more people than any other country in the world. And so we have to fix that. And sentencing reform is one part of it. But then also how we rehabilitate individuals is the other big piece. And so when we talk about rehabilitation, we're talking about the fact that a reforming of the mindset in the heart of a prisoner doesn't just start when they're up for parole. It actually starts day one. There are systems and things that can be put in place that can not only impact them, but also impact their families because it's a cyclical effect. Stats suggest that children, for an example, who have one or two parents that have had any kind of contact with the criminal justice system are two to three times more likely to be incarcerated or have brushes with the criminal justice system themselves. So you've got to put systems in place that begin to speak to the family issue because 
the issue of prisons is so much bigger than just prisons. It affects the family. It affects communities. And all of those things continue to feed one another until we bring a better system to fore. And so one of the things I said to Jared is because he said, well, we can't spend more money. We, we don't want to create a government entitlement program. And I said, well, you don't have to. The way that the federal government is currently spending its dollars on prison, um, they're spending more money and the system is broken. It costs less to rehabilitate someone than it costs to keep them in prison. So the federal government can actually spend less money. States can spend less money and have a much more comprehensive program so that guys are rehabilitated and reformed. And then when they get out, they can successfully reenter society. They can have jobs, have other opportunities to really lift not only themselves, but their family and ultimately their community. So those are the two issues, rehabilitation, a better process, but then also sentencing reform. Yeah, and because you, you made the point, if, if I roll out of this, let's say, let's say that I served my time. Yep. But nothing ever changed. Yep. And then I go right back into the same society in the same neighborhood where I couldn't find any hope. Yep. And I go back and I don't find it again. Yep. That's then, then where'd I end up? And you, you, you right back to where I came from. Yep. Cause you're right. And you were making the point that for some people they're, li- they're living in such a, a, a terrible situation that prison is actually a better life. Absolutely. And a we lot certainly don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> yeah. I call those communities, um, opportunity deserts. You know, because you're talking about that's where the crime is the highest. That's where the schools are the worst. Those are the areas that lack opportunities. So then you compound that when a person gets out of prison, they can't vote. They they can't, you know, get a job. They have a hard time finding a place to live. And all of these odds are stacked against them. And so what ends up panning out is, well, man, I had more opportunities. I had three square meals. You know, I I had an opportunity to maybe have some kind of gainful, uh, you know, work and maybe not necessarily pay, but something for me to do that's constructive with my time. So a lot of individuals end up going back to prison because it creates a better lifestyle, which we know is warped. Mm -hmm. We know that being incarcerated is not a better life for anybody, but because the only alternative is no opportunity and hopelessness, a lot of individuals end up going right back into the system. Well, that's the thing that that maybe I'm hopeful about, you know, an administration right now that at least isn't an enemy of the church. Absolutely. And and because we, you and I both, everybody in this room knows who are people of faith, because I can speak to it in my own life. The only thing that changed me was Jesus. That's it. And, And until that changed took place spiritually, then no matter how many times I said, I'm not going to do that again, I did Yep. because I couldn't win it. I couldn't, I, I was, I, I could, I had to be transformed by, by something spiritually. And, and, you know, then, then that spirit made my soul different within, which then made my actions different. And, and so a lot of governments have gotten where we're trying to become so secular. They don't want anything to do with faith based rehabilitation. And I can tell you from family members and people that I love, Faith-based, faith-based rehabilitation changed their lives. The secular rehabilitation did not. And I'm not saying yep. that the secular rehabilitation mm-hmm. has never worked for somebody. Maybe it, maybe it can, and I, I hope it. But until you change someone's spiritual, we're That's really it. talking about what we say with dads a lot who said, well, my daddy was never the spiritual leader. My dad was not a man of faith. And what we say to him, well, you got to be a generation breaker. That's it. You're saying the same thing. Look, if if somebody's been incarcerated, we want them to come out of there saying, "I'm breaking this in my family. I'm going to be the generation breaker," and we got to get get people re- rehabilitated to the point that an employer says, "I will hire this person 
I, I love what you said about this. You talked to some people who had hired people who got out of prison, and they said a lot of times uh, they were better employees because at least they were wanting they were they were wanting to prove themselves. Oh, absolutely, they, they, highly motivated, highly motivated. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree. You know, one of the greatest honors for me when I had a chance to to go to the White House on multiple occasions was to talk about things like life. You know, or Celebrate Recovery, which are all faith-based transformational programs that we've been running. And for them to say, tell us more about that, because real change is only going to happen at the heart level and then the renewing of the mind. And that takes Jesus and the power of God to do that. And anything separate from that, and I don't mean this to disparage, um, you know, uh, secular transformational kind of programs, but I just don't think it has the power to really change people for the better. And so I'm hopeful in this administration and hopefully in others that we can continue the conversation because the faith-based community has a role to play. Real hope is only found in Jesus Christ. Real change only comes through the power of God. And people incarcerated who've made mistakes in their lives, they desperately need that. And I don't think that the end of their life is what they've done. I mentioned this in the break. I think that the sum total of a person's life shouldn't be the mistakes they made. And Jesus shows us that, right? The Samaritan woman, all of these people that he encountered, he gave them value. He saw that they were bigger than the mistakes that they made. And there is no clearer example of that today than people that are incarcerated or people that have maybe had a hard life. But we know in Christ there's hope, right? There's life change. So we've got to add that to the equation for real rehabilitation. But it's hard to do sometimes in a society and in a country that is trying to constantly, as Rick said, push the secular agenda yeah. and, and insulate us from our heart and soul. Well, it goes back to the biggest thing that the adversary has duped this country on is the founding fathers, what they meant by the Establishment Clause. And all they meant, which none of us want, is for there to be a government-run religion or church that we, that, all, have that we all have to be. Yep. But they never— ever meant for society and the government to be insulated from the influence of the church. They didn't want the church to be influenced by the government. Praise the Lord for that. Yep. But they didn't they never said that the church didn't influence society or even influence the government. Well and they, the they, founding they, fathers were deeply men of faith. Yeah. You know that some people well, just seem to have ignore church that. services in mm-hmm. the in the government building. So, you know, that it, there's no other way you can interpret that than yep. by their actions. Well, the actions finally tell you what intent really is. Absolutely. And, and if they were holding services at the Treasury and at the Capitol, then our definition of it today cannot be correct because that's not what they did. Absolutely. Now, that doesn't mean that every founding father was a devout follower of sure. Christ, but most were. And yep. the ones who weren't still had no issue yep. with the influence of biblical principles yep. on society. You know, and so anyway. Well, thanks for the work you're doing, and uh, and Thank I you guys. wanted to you'd be able to make those points. So we, if we tried to communicate what you told us in the break, we might not do it correctly. <laughs> yeah, we'd so, rather hear from you. Yeah, so just keep fighting. <laughs> Thank you guys. Press on. We'll have you back again, Van. Uh, There'll get, be other issues we yep, need to cover. Yep. Take care. Yep. You may become a Rick and Bubba regular. I got to warn you. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Trust me. Don't embrace that yet. Think about it. Fifteen <laughs> minutes to the top of the hour. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Past Ten minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Oh, it brings me to my knees. And uh, we put all the information with Van Moody in the books and everything in show notes. Uh, 
Uh, speaking of that, the Wednesday Bible study is back today. Uh, we'll be continuing in the Book of Romans. That'll be on RBTV at noon, uh, live in 1 o'clock Eastern, and then it heads out to our podcast. Uh, and also on SoundCloud, we'll be sent out on our social media platforms too, uh, BurgessMinistries.com under media. You can go there and, uh, and get uh, the archives of past Bible studies as well. But that'll be again today. Uh, I do want to point you to Casper. Uh, look, I'm a, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, if you can't get a good night's sleep, we will stand blameless uh, because we are giving you so many great products, including the right mattress with Casper. Do you realize over 35,000 people have gone out and given Casper a five-star review? Uh, you can find that you know, on Google and Amazon, all these people talking about who use it. Well, if you go to Casper.com, this mattress was designed to adapt to the way you sleep, not you having to adapt to a certain firmness or type of mattress. It actually adapts to you, uh, putting you in a perfect sleeping position, providing a, a cool sleeping environment. Uh, which all sleep studies show you that uh, when we sleep in a cool sleeping environment, we sleep more sound. We get that REM sleep. And right now, can you believe, Bubba, can you imagine if I was sitting on the car lot and you rolled up and says, I think I like this right here. And I said, well, go drive it for 100 days. 100 days. That, that's, a, that's a pretty that's extensive a test drive. So yeah. Casper allows you to bring this mattress into your home for 100 nights and sleep on it, then decide if you want to keep it or not. If you say no, They'll refund you everything. You won't be out any shipping, uh, nothing. You won't pay a dime. Uh, but it, right now you can get $50 off by going to Casper.com. Be sure you put the promo code Bubba. Terms and conditions apply. So uh, a couple of things you were telling me. Uh, obviously, we'll try to get an update. You know, we had this tropical storm uh, come ashore uh, in parts of the audience. Uh, I know that the numbers are in of how many people were injured, and we'll try to get more of an update on that. There has been one death they think that is tied uh, to this storm, uh, I was watching some of our friends down on the Gulf Coast as they were putting uh, videos of this out on Instagram and Twitter and things like that as it came ashore. So if we can get an up, uh, update from Span on that, we can. Those of you in those areas, uh, uh, hopefully and prayfully, you got through it uh, unscathed. Uh, but there was another story uh, today involving the words that we're adding to the dictionary. Yes, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, Rick, is adding 840 840 new words and definition uh, to the ever-evolving English vocabulary. Now, I don't know. I, I feel like that's too many to add. Anyway. That's, a, that's a big number. That's a pretty big number. That's a, a big lot number. of words. That's a big number. And are they taking away words when they do that? You know, I feel that's a like, great question, I, I feel like football, one of, the, one of the problems with football right now, too many rules. Mm-hmm. I agree. And as we come up with new rules, I think we ought to take one away. You know, play your safety first, and then to keep the playing field uh, level next. Watching the first weekend, they stopped the game so many times. I, I, I knew I was just screaming. <laughs> you know, totally different subject. But when you when you tangent watch, bell, yeah, I mean <laughs> tangent bell all over. When you see a receiver go out, all the physical contact between DBs and receivers, and sometimes there's no call. Sometimes there's a call. Yeah. It's really, I mean, I thought you used to couldn't put your hands on them. And now, you, I mean, you're up to shirt in their pads. I mean, it's just a mess. Well, the early, how, do you, how do you call that? Anymore? Yeah, the early days you could. Then you went to 
you couldn't. Now five, we're somewhere in between. Aren't we somewhere in between now? And and, and it, well, there's a lot going on downfield. Most of the games I saw. I mean, yeah, you, I like it. They're letting them play. You you can't even put two hands up for the ball anymore because one of them's tied up with the other guy most of the time. Yeah. That's why you see so many one handed catches. I think. So did they take any words okay. away? No, no, no? I don't no, think they so. They did not. Well, I don't think so. Yeah, anything now, of interest? We well, they're ever expanding language is what they're saying yeah. as to why they keep adding. Well, that's one reason that I get mad when people get on to us for making up words mm-hmm. because we just may be ahead of the time. That's why we got you our know, own dictionary, if you that, think about it. I, know. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I really think they ought to comb our dictionary looking for new words to put in. Right. Because I, Greg I, had a few during the kickoff hour. But, do you yeah. agree? When I see some of them that got added, I'm like, that's not far-fetched. If you're adding hangry. Yeah, I like that. If one. hangry's in there, I right, then ought to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Exactly. You're hungry and, and it makes you angry, so it's hangry. Yeah, my, my wife has said, nobody wants to be around my husband and to the kids, their daddy, if he is hungry and tired <laughs> and hot. Now, I don't know how you add that in there. If I'm hot, hungry, and tired, you want nothing to do with me. What would that be? I don't know. I guess still <laughs> hangry. hangry works because you got angry and hungry and hot. They're both H words. Yeah. So hangry may cover that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you need another one? Uh, another word that started as an abbreviation they're saying now is officially going to be a word is goat. And I don't mean the kind that eat grass in the field in tin cans right the greatest of all time which is a pretty common term people throw around now well i'll tell you what bothers me about that is it flies in the face of the way we use used to use the word goat if you were the goat that was bad yeah it was hero of the goat now we're saying if you're the goat it's good i tried to explain that to my the scapegoat goes back to early biblical times and that has been around for a long time. Now we're just simply using the abbreviation, and it's a goat. And and back to what you're talking about, you got sheep and goats well, separate. I don't know that I want well, to call goats. It's the same problem I got right now. When I, <laughs> I try- don't think I'm gonna have an issue with that on any topic. I can but, uh, I can barely listen to news talk anymore because, hey guys, can we just refer to the president as the president? Well, you know, I was talking to POTUS, and and then POTUS said, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, well POTUS. Yeah, how about this? Let's drop this garbage. Just refer to him as the president. <laughs> I guess if I hear POTUS one more time, I'm going to hit somebody we, with a POTUS. We, we are an abbreviation. Well, you know, I'm speaking, I tell you what, POTUS. I was talking to POTUS. <laughs> you were talking to the president. You know, we, we and take. The SCOTUS, a, don't we, forget it. Yeah. We take abbreviations to. A, we took Flotus. the abbreviations yeah. and made them a word. I know. FLOTUS is actually a word. Now we're doing it. We go. Yeah. And, and again, the. the and FLOTUS. Can I yeah. hear. Well, I'm SCOTUS. I, SCOTUS. Or we combine you stuff. Scrotus, you just said Bubba. scrotus, Bubba. <laughs> what is your no. deal? No. That's, wow. That's, that's, somebody, somebody, I think somebody you delete that. That's the problem with the word scotus. It's too close. <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe the way I'm saying it's going to be the new word so next year. What about Scrotus? What about Scrotus, buddy? Yeah. Uh, four times. That was actually the name we had from one of our bosses way back. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the uh, Scrotus. You just made my day. By the way. I, I let, let me let, let me pull the curtain back. Let me pull the curtain back. I promise you. I, this is please. Uh, hey, I got peanut butter, my. <laughs> listen, I want y'all to listen. I'm, I'm 100% telling you the truth. I was I couldn't even get it. I couldn't get it out. I said the reason why I don't like the word SCOTUS is it's too close to something. It sounds like you're saying something bad, and you said it I immediately. It. I was just about to say it. I said, you got to be careful with that SCOTUS thing. Can we not just say the president? Oh, me. POTUS. And, and they say it like, listen how hip I am. I say, I say POTUS. Well, you know, all this social media has oh has, has amplified and accelerated all that. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. But now we have a whole we in, have a instead of just you. saying president, now you're topping POTUS, uh, which is I mean you're just saving a letter or two you, and yeah. then even a 
I've never, I don't, every time I said the president throughout my whole life, I never said the president of the United States of America. I never said that. Mm -hmm. I just said the president. That's good enough. Wasn't that short enough? We already had shortened president of the United States to president. Now we're back saying, no, you got to say POTUS, Mm -hmm. which sounds bizarre. And then you get into SCOTUS and look what happens. Some of these other words I can't even pronounce. I don't know what they are. Do you are. know what they are? Any idea? No, I, I'm out of the loop on some of them. I don't know. Do y'all know? Hangry was, was the only yeah. one that interested me. I like yeah. uh, Ribby. Uh, you hear that a lot when uh, some announcers talking about uh, a player that's just hit an RBI or something. He said he had a Ribby. Why can't we just leave these things in the slang world? What, <laughs> right. What's wrong? Why do they get in the dictionary? I don't yeah. care. In that case, Rick, we took an abbreviation. Now we've turned it into its own word. Again. I know. I mean, I that, mean that, that's that's defeating the purpose of an abbreviation to begin thank with. Thank you. Uh, um, we I'm, could say runs batted in every time, but no, we got to go RBI. Yeah, now it's a ribby. Yeah. Now it's another word. I know. I mean, come <laughs> on. I know. Where's it in? Generation Z with Scrooge in there now. <laughs> Gosh, that's Scrooge. good. Gosh, mighty. <laughs> Scrooge, that's good. That sounds like something has to be addressed. <laughs> Yeah, you need to see a doctor <laughs> if you got that. Oh, my gosh. No, this is beyond me. Yeah. You're going to have to see a specialist. Yep. Top of the hour. If you're leaving us, have a great day. You got more Rick and Bubba. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Is this the real life? Or is this just radio? Caught up in the they call the Rick and Bubba Show. Open your ears, conquer all your fears, and see. They're just two big boys, always on my radio. Make sure you're always up, never bored. They love to laugh, love the Lord. Seven minutes now past the hour, Rick and Bubba show. Coming to you from the Rick and Bubba broadcast plaza and teleport. Thank you for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler all here. Rick and Bubba University. Say hello to Minnie Mouth and also to Mama Nia. As they're earning their degree in common sense, which has now become a superpower. Welcome back for a brand new hour. Look over there. There's Bill Bubba Bush. Well, he's ah. glad to be here, Rick. Thank you. And thank everybody. you, everybody, for being part of the Rick and Bubba family. All right, so we have golden ticket seats that uh, that drop by, and you can get your golden ticket seats to watch a Rick and Bubba show in the studio audience if you would like uh, by going to rickandbubba.com. You click on Contact, and you'll see Ticket Biscuit. The tickets are free, but they do need to be reserved. Another thing you can do is come by. If you don't have tickets and uh, look, see if any are available outside the old big window here. Today, you would have been able to find a seat because not uh, not everybody showed who had tickets today. But here's a couple that did. Jeffrey and Maggie Young from Wetumpka, Alabama. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you. All right, so you guys, uh, the, the you, uh, husband, uh, Jeffrey, you hollered out when you first arrived today, we, we need a baby prediction. <laughs> and I could tell quickly that Maggie had no idea what that would entail. 
She does not know. No so idea. Just, no idea. <laughs> so uh, we we uh, you, now do, do you not listen to the show yeah, regular? Or? I do, but. How'd he this, does more. This, I stay how, on Caleb. How, how did this get by you? They don't do baby predictions on Caleb? Negative. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's resolve that. Well. If you want to determine the gender of the child, the father of the child is the one who decides that because he has an X or a Y. Uh, you do not. So he uh, will dictate the gender of the child so we concentrate on the father now this is science maggie okay uh, this is not some chinese calendar or you know some kind of voodoo whatever <laughs> some Th- trick to check a watermelon yeah th- this <laughs> is this is how god designed you know uh, the the father and the mother situation on the gender of the children now so we're, we got to know a lot about him to find out is he likely to have produced a female or a male, and how do we know that? Well, that's how your body has reacted uh, to the child in your womb, and these things should give us an indication on whether the child is male or female. Now, you in, in very confidently, slightly arrogantly, uh, said earlier that you already know what the gender of the baby is, and, of course, Jeffrey agrees with Bubba and, and with me, not so fast. Yeah. Uh, until you've heard from us, you really don't know. Okay. Yeah. So don't don't tell pictures. us what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to taint our reading. Right. We have seen pictures, and we 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 know what we've been told. But right. we want to get y'all's. So y'all yeah. y'all you think understand you, that y'all you need think to hear. You can sure. see you, y'all think you can see pictures with sound waves, right? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> that's what. Well, that's no racket. Uh, no, not that. All right, so you, you just celebrated your, your second anniversary as husband and wife. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so here we go. Now, uh, we are six months along. Seven, right? seven actually. Okay. So that's good. Okay. You, you have to be at least six months <clears throat> or more. Okay. And you're there. You're at seven. Right. So, all right, so uh, first of all, what does the father of your child do for a living? He works in a jail. Works in a jail. We just okay. talked about really? jail last night. We're in all here. All right. All right, and uh, so do you? Do, does he sweat a lot? Is he a person who sweats quite often in this jail? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have AC in our jail. Oh, oh, wow, <laughs> boy, it is jail. Be too specific there. So yeah. we, don't, we don't want him to be too comfortable. Understood. Don't want to be there. Not the place to be. No. Uh, so let's talk now then about um, cravings. Have you from right around this? Six Where do months, we do we know what kind of underwear? Oh, that's right. Is? What kind of underwear does he normally wear? Thanks, Bubba. Boxer briefs, loose boxers, briefs, or does he go commando? Definitely not commando. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <clears throat> boxer briefs. Okay, so these are the longer ones on the leg, but they are tight. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, would you say the hair on your body is growing more? Or your legs less or about the same on the legs? First. About the same. Do you agree with that, Jeffrey? Yeah. You do? Any say. any hair yeah. growing where it normally doesn't? No. Yes. No mustache or anything like oh, that? Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Wait a minute. Yes. On my stomach. We've, oh. we've had and that on her, And on her back. No. But it's not like bad. <laughs> right? no. It's just like, wow. <laughs> her face. Wow. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> let's just say. Well, it's so hard for you to see. That's you know, honestly. So, so Bubba, that's yeah. one of those situations where the legs don't appear to, but the rest of the body is producing hair. It normally doesn't. Well, see, it would grow more on the legs, but it's just gone other places. It's gone yeah. other places. Still the same indicator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now we are to cravings. Uh, more salty or sweet? From six months on. Not in the beginning, but six months on. That's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell. Um, all I really want is Chick-fil-A, so I would have to say that. Salty. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably more salty. Oh no doubt. That's definitely. Do you uh you just just the 
I don't know. I think there's a little sugar on the she, chicken. She craves sugar on the chicken? What? It's all she, good. She craves Dr. Pepper, too, and the baby oh, loves Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's true. Dr. Pepper, yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, now, uh, now what are we doing? Um, are y'all, y'all having twins, are you? <laughs> Not no. that we know of. Okay. There so, was only one in there. Now you're saying, are you saying it's, it, would you rather have Dr. Pepper or, or Chick-fil-A sandwich with some fries? Uh, chicken strips. Stick, chicken strips. But yes, I would rather have Chick Fil A. Okay. I'll I'll have water instead. So mm-hmm. see, the bread kind of has that little sweetness to it, and she don't want the bread. I don't like bread. That's definitely salty, then. Jeffrey, I'd appreciate if you would not try to influence <laughs> what you're wanting this to turn out to be yeah. based on your knowledge I'm just of the show. You know. I'm just okay, you know. right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all go with what you think. I'm well, just you no, know. it's not what we think. There you go. See, that's what sonograms are. Yeah. The, what we're saying is what we know the science is, is showing us. I'm just trying to give you the most accurate information. I got I'm you. trying to be like a weatherman giving you, giving you my prediction. Well, Bubba, based on this. Uh, well, we, you're all over the road. You're all over the road. Yeah. So, so normally all over the road would mean that you're having a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we tend to think it's going to be a girl. So what does, uh, what does the sonogram say? It's a girl. But I will say, she's probably going to be a pretty good softball player. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real good athlete. Yeah. I'm so. Caleb can't give you that. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah, tell, tell Caleb to put that in your pot and smoke it. <laughs> So there, see science. See the sign. Now you can feel confident that the you know this kind of antiquated take pictures thing. You you can see with sound waves. See, who can see with sound waves? Uh, but now the science would agree with what you were told. So we have no reservation there. Good. So there we go. Congratulations. Go ahead and get the pink paint out. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Eight six six. We be back. Congratulations, yep. Jeffrey and Maggie Young. Thank you. Exciting times. Exciting guys. times. See Maggie, that went so bad. All right, so we'll Before be back. Before you know it, they'll be headed off to college. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Trust us on that. Yeah. yeah. They're not no, giving that away either. Uh, we'll be back. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Phone calls and more stories coming up. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Thank you for being with us. The number is 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. Lines are available. Mama Nia and also uh, Minnie Mouth are there to take your phone calls and get you in here to talk to us in a bit. We do have an update on the story we already brought you. It's, it's a, a doozy. It's a doozy. News update. It's a Rick and Bubba news. news update. It's a Rick and Bubba news. news update. It's a Rick and Bubba news. Update. Bubba will get the update. Remember the story when we we had a GoFundMe page, and these things to me they're just a minefield for corruption. I mean, just a minefield. I can just go do GoFundMe. I can give you a little bit of information what I claim I'm raising it for, and all of a sudden everybody starts sending me money. Uh, this time, Bubba, to the tune of four hundred thousand dollars, it was a GoFundMe account to support a homeless veteran. In Philadelphia, after he gave his last bit of money to help a stranded motorist 
Uh, and uh, now we have an update on the GoFundMe account, and Bubba, it isn't pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is courtesy of Fox 32. Fox 32 in Philadelphia. Here we go. Thousands of dollars raised for a homeless Good Samaritan are gone. Johnny Bobbitt's attorney tells Fox 29 that mm-hmm. the news they just received from the lawyer for the couple who raised the money. Last winter, Bobbitt helped a received woman named Kate McClure when she ran out of gas. He used his last 20 bucks to buy gas for her so she could get home safely. McClure and her, boy, and her boyfriend, Mark D'Amico, set up a GoFundMe page to raise money for Bobbitt. More than $400,000 poured in. But Bobbitt says aside from a camper, he received very little of that money. Last week, a Burlington County judge gave the couple 24 hours to hand over what was left to Bobbitt's lawyers for safekeeping. Bobbitt tells Fox 29, today's news, that nothing is left is not a surprise. <laughs> GoFundMe released a statement that says in part, we are working with law enforcement officials to ensure Johnny receives all of the funds raised on his behalf. GoFundMe is also working with Johnny's legal team to ensure he's receiving support while the remaining funds are being covered. GoFundMe has given $20,000 to a bank account created by Johnny's legal team to provide assistance during the investigation. But the couple says it's all gone. Uh, so here's what happened. So, but, but now keep in mind, too, and I don't know what they did. It sounds like they just... Well, I'll tell you what they did. Yeah, took they, and ran with it. They, they, they spent it. Um, a new car, but but we've heard a lot about Johnny's legal team. Johnny's legal team will get a cut of all that coming in too. Sure they will. Sure. Don't don't think that they. No, will. wait a minute. I think it says they're pro bono. I think in the article. Well, but here's what's going to happen. Well, GoFundMe gets a cut too. I mean, sure. there's just yep. people yeah. lined up getting cut. GoFundMe. The, the, these two people in Philadelphia found Johnny, the homeless veteran. Mm-hmm. And they maybe I, this is up for debate, and I'm willing to debate this. That maybe in the beginning, maybe their intentions were pure. Maybe right. right. Now they thought they were going to pull in probably five grand or something, give it give it to the veteran, and and they would think they did something over his twenty bucks. But then they all were sitting around and they kept looking at the account as it grew bigger <clears throat> and bigger and bigger, and and suddenly they were like, that's a that's a lot of coin right there. And Johnny, now we're getting the kind of money that wouldn't just help Johnny, the homeless veteran. It'd help us. And uh, before you know it, and it starts out like this, hey, you know what? We could use a car. Why don't we just take 40000 out? I mean, there's still, gosh, 360000 in there, which would change his whole life, and let's just go get us a car. I mean, what's the harm in that? I mean, we we put it together. We helped him. Who you know? Who's anybody to judge us for this? We need a car. Our car's not very nice, and we'll give the rest of it to him. Then they said, "Well, you know, you know, we got that. We got that credit card debt that we built up. Gosh, what? what how much credit card debt we got? We got about seventy five thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. Okay, we'll take seventy five out. That still leaves a, a you know a little less, you know, for Johnny, but it's still over three hundred thousand dollars." And um, you know we're, we're actually high twos. So now let's uh, let let's uh, he's got two eighty five left. That's still plenty. Then before you know it, well you know we could pay this house off. And uh, you know well and that's going to be the rest of it. Yeah, all right. So so well, there, there's there's all kind of oddities to this this story right. too. They say that that Bobbitt received about seventy five thousand of the funds, mm-hmm. which he used to purchase a camper and an RV. And then they say both of which he no longer has. So what what happened to them? And yeah. then it goes right. on to say that in the interview, the the guy here who is involved uh, 
let's see, um, said that that they control the money in the account and they would dispense the funds when Bobbitt got a job and stopped using drugs. Giving him all that money was never going to happen uh, because giving him an addict, uh, giving money to the addict would be like giving him a loaded gun. Now, he, they also admitted that they gave him another 25000 out of the account and he spent it on giving it to relatives and friends and some on buying drugs. Well, I guess it goes back to what we talked about uh, if you were listening early in the program, if you don't change the type of human being you are, you might as well take money and be throwing it down a hole. And and so why did we not get – Johnny may not have wanted the help, I don't know, but until we get Johnny sober and get Johnny off drugs and we change the way Johnny lives his life, you can throw money at him all you want to. He's just going to take you – know, you could take any amount of money, give it to Johnny, and if he still treats money – if he treats – a hundred thousand dollars the same way he treats a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. then it's it's still going to be gone. It's just right. going to be gone at a different rate. But you know, you, you got to change that. I got questions now. Now they did keep something for themselves. I got questions. All right. <laughs> I didn't read the original story about what happened, but I'm supposed to believe that this girl I'm looking at, she a can't read a gas gauge, mm-hmm. had no means of any, no credit card, no nothing. Homeless guy shows up with 20 bucks. Now, again, if she's going real far and she sees her gas gauge, so she couldn't be going far, probably could have got home on 10. They're taking his whole 20. I think they got with him. They set the whole thing up. They were all going to split the money. That's what I think. I think that makes perfect sense based on what now has happened. I'm just looking going, first of all, where would she be going? And she has no gas and she has no means to get any gas. Are you I mean, saying scam from the very beginning? They very found beginning. this homeless man and said, look, we got off. We, we, we're going so, so he didn't get his money. cut, and there he, now he's mad. Is that what you're saying? He hadn't exposed him. That's the only thing. But I mean, but there's nobody quite. And then let's say it is all true, and that homeless guy gave him twenty bucks. Does he deserve four hundred thousand dollars for that? I mean, nice job, pal. But I don't know if it's worth four hundred thousand. Well, what I could do, Greg, is invent uh-huh. this story. I find Johnny. The fact he's a veteran is going to help us a little bit. We now we can pull from people. Where was she going with no gas? But yeah, but think about this, Greg. If I'm trying to raise money, homeless guy alone's not enough because it may not get the conservatives. Mm-hmm. But if I get a homeless guy who's a veteran, yeah. Now, now I uh, now I got the, the 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 patriots out there that that rightfully so would want to help a veteran. Yeah, you know, because if I can throw veteran out there, everybody ignores the fact that really I've just pulled a drug addict off the street. You know, because I throw the veteran in there, and that kind of covers some of that. And and then you look at his take. His take is a hundred thousand dollars by the time we're done. Yeah, it sounds like four hundred thousand dollars split four ways, a hundred thousand dollars piece. And here's another deal. Now there's another. So thing. here's a guy who can't can't quit buying drugs with the money he's got, but yet he's going to give her his last twenty. I find that Are hard. You to kidding believe. me? I find that hard to believe. I'm sorry. There's a lot of questions. Dr- I didn't see the original story where this came from about him giving her. But this sounds don't like a know much. Setup. Don't know much, but I do know drug addicts, and let me tell you what they're not known for. If they have cash in hand, giving it to somebody else. Exactly. They're not known for that because they actually will go in and do anything to get cash so they can buy drugs. And agreed. And if, they're holding a, if they're holding a 20, they normally don't give it to anybody. And my question is, ma'am, where were you going with no gas? <laughs> I mean, you, you got a gas gauge, correct? You're saying not enough questions asked here. And again, if I mean, I doubt you thought, well, I was on this long trip. Even if you did run out, you a 10 would have got you home. Right. Let we, Johnny have 10. He can get a couple of cracked rocks or something. Let's go back to this, Greg. Mm-hmm. Think of the number. They're showing us in this paperwork what Bubba just read that really his total is $100,000. Yeah. So and now he doesn't have anything to show for it anymore. If you were going to split $400,000 four ways, it's $100,000 a piece. 
Now, who's the fourth? Who's the fourth? The person, person who, who pretended to not have gas money. No, that's, well, that's her. The that's, her. that's the girl. The, the couple. Oh, so we yeah. got three ways. Well, they gave. More, yeah. They kept more than Joe. Well, they should because they were the masterminds. <laughs> <And> plus, he, <laughs> plus, he's homeless. I mean, he's homeless. I didn't realize that was the same well, what, person. What happened to the uh, SUV and the camper he bought? He sold it for drugs. That's what happened. Yeah. Because, Rick, he knew he'd got his cut, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't get it anymore. Right. So then he now he wants it all, and he's threatened to expose it. Yep. This is all a scam it's from the world. scam from the get- I agree. Phone calls are next. 866-WE-BE-BIG. We go phone trolling. All lines are available. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. is the old phone troll music and that means that uh, we're going to be taking phone calls in rapid fire all 10 lines are available for you to make comments ask a question bring information to the table come on come on on the phones right now mama nia taking phone calls and lining them up along with Minnie mouth while you're lining up uh, and getting on the line, and we're about to go to you, I do want to point you to the David Jeremiah Overcomer Tour. Yes, Charles Billingsley will be leading worship. Uh, and uh, if you're looking for the five cities uh, for the Overcomer Tour with David Jeremiah and Charles Billingsley and others, Dallas, October the 2nd, Lincoln, Nebraska, October the first, uh, 4th, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, October the 7th, Greenville, South Carolina, October the 9th. Raleigh on October the 11th. How do I get tickets, Rick? Go to OvercomerTour.com. OvercomerTour.com. Dr. David Jeremiah will be on the road. And, of course, uh, always uh, bringing the message uh, of, of salvation found in Jesus Christ, but also calling on the power of God to return to the church and for the church to, again, engage and impact culture if you're looking for that power and you can't seem to find it, discover it uh, by going to the Overcomer Tour at OvercomerTour.com. Uh, all right, as we make our way back, uh, we'll start uh, with D in Birmingham, Alabama, listening to 104.7 WZZK. D. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone troll. Hello, D. Welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you. We are desperately in need of your help. My friend's daughter's car was stolen the other day. I'm sorry. In the Homewood, Birmingham area. But the main thing is her little doggie, her chihuahua, was in the car. And we need to get him back. We don't care about the car. We just want the dog. His name is Nopi, N-O-P-I-E. Bless you, Taco Bell. All right, so, uh, Nopi. Let's not get carried away. Go ahead and try to get the car back, too. I mean, it's just a... Well, you can replace a car, Rick. You can't replace Nopi. You really... Well, you're right. Uh, Will he come come to his name if you call him? I think he will. Okay. We think. Can I ask you this? How did he get that name? That's unusual for a dog. I don't know. He's like her support dog to him. He's been to college with her. He's with her at college. And she is just frantic. Bless you, All right, so I will tell you this. You know, I, I certainly don't know the mind of people who commit Grand Theft Auto, but I, I'm going to say that they probably did not desire to continue on with the dog. So the dog's probably I, I been w- set out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I don't think they would probably harm the dog as much as just shoo it out of the car so they could get on about their business. Don't you think? And, and no one wants to ride with a chihuahua, frankly. No. Mm-mm. 
I well, have one. I know. He is so sweet. What's the name again? But Nopi. Nopi. Yeah. What, now, what, what kind Nopi? of Nopi? Nopi. N-O-P-I-E. Nopi. N-O-P-I-E. Nopi. Like nope. Nopi. Yeah. Nopi. I speak lost dog. I got it. Yeah, so it's a chihuahua named Nopi. We think it'll answer to its name, and it's probably hitchhiking. Did, did it have a collar on or anything? No, he did not. Oh, Nopi. Yeah, Nopi. But is he just what, uh, area? It, what, what, is he just what I'd say a normal-looking chihuahua? Is there anything special he's about him? Brown and black. Brown and black. It's just normal-looking chihuahua, sweet. If you find a chihuahua anywhere, please take it to the Humane Society or to the Birmingham Police Department. So just uh, see if you can help. Uh, I'd like her to keep us posted on that. I'd yeah, like to see what yeah, email like us and let us know here. how that's going. Yeah. Adler we, at rickandbubba.com. Yep, uh, for the Nopi update. I'm like you. They probably sent Nope out. You know, they're like, yeah, okay, they're not going to I mean, you wouldn't even fool time with harming a dog. You just want to get rid they of it. So taken, they might have they taken a liking to Nopi. They may have. She said he was very I have a yeah. feeling Nopi was not happy a stranger was in the car, if I had to guess. What if. It's not what spelled Nopi, is it a hope? What if the robbers N-O-P-I-E, so are listening right now and they get back Nopi because they're listening to the show? I think they might. They should. I think they might. And they give the car back because they feel bad. For some reason, I, I can't be sure, but I just have this sense he's, he's over in that parking lot near Little Donkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You, you talking about back there when you had parked by the trees? Exactly. That one. That I think park area. I think yeah, he's roaming right there. Right, right. I really if, feel if strong about a, that. If I was a stray dog, I'd go there. Absolutely, area. I would. Yes. Hopefully, they didn't kill it. Hey, thanks, man. I mean, you, you hope that. Of course. Speedy, I just I said, we have I all avoided I just, Why would you that? say that? I just said, I, mean, I don't think they harmed everyone. That was a nice way of Thank you, Bubba. Well, I'm just saying, I hope they didn't. Thank you. We all hope that. Thank you for weighing in. I'm going to start a new website, Hopey for Dopey. But like she basically it. said, if y'all bring Nopi back, y'all can keep the car. Right. If so. I can get the car and Nopi, will she let me keep the car? Nope. Mm. Nopi. Okay. She said she I don't care about. I don't think they. I have a Chihuahua, and they don't. They don't like strangers. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't see no. them cuddling up to somebody. No. They open the door and Nopi, the car. Nopi jumped out. Well, guys, we start our campaign. Hopi for Nopi. All right, we continue. Eight six six. We be big is the number. Uh, we go to Daniel in West Virginia. Daniel, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Doing good. Hey, I was listening to the best of the other day, and I heard Bubba talking about how he saw a Black Panther in your neighborhood. I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, we continue. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Uh, let's go to Shelly in Alabama. Shelly, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Great. All right. I just wanted to uh, make a comment. I'd like to say something to Colin Kaepernick about the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, I mean, for the National Anthem. For- mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. I think we lost. Is she gone? I think we lost Oh, her. we lost. Uh, let's go to Bobby in Alabama. Bobby, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Good morning, Rick and Bubba. Thank you for taking my call. It's our pleasure. Yes, sir. Green- Green Acres. All right, go ahead. I just had a, uh, a best of uh, that you would have a uh, title for. It would be a Rick and Bubba 25 years. Have some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Uh, maybe good for next year. Uh, we continue. 866-WE-BE-BIG-CHRIS 
Huntsville, 100.3, the river. Chris, go ahead, 30 seconds. Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> can you all hear me? Yes, yeah, go ahead, you. Chris. We got you. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I just wanted to say, so, you know, he sold his RV and all of his other stuff. I, I guarantee you one thing he didn't sell was uh, his cheese grater. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. That, that Who steals a cheese grater? Uh, we continue. I think, I think Nopey's actually on the line, Rick. <laughs> is he? Yeah, I think uh, line 11 there. Uh, is this it? I think it is. Is this uh, Is this Nopey the dog? How long is it, Nopey? <laughs> I am lost it, little donkey. <laughs> so... No, maybe they can. The, the, so you're standing near the dumpster, or are you over in that extra parking yeah, area? The church area over there. I jumped on a car and high as I could and just passed gravel under a tree. Are you okay? Are you being taken care of? I'm scared. Me, <laughs> mommy. Uh,. Nope, uh just so you know, Chihuahuas are not from Asia. But, uh, but just, uh, just, just so you know. Yeah. The, uh, but, but the, Don't make fun of me, I'm by yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you would think if Nopey could dial our number, maybe it could just phone home. Uh, yeah, Bubba, you make a great point. He doesn't out. know his you know, number. He doesn't know his home number. But he knew eight... Eight six six, we be big. He did. Four numbers for his little paw to dial. Without a posable thumb, too. You know we're gonna catch great. I blood. have no collar. <laughs> well, we know that, Nopey. We know you don't have a collar, but but we know what area I have you're. No collar, and I'm all by myself, and I'm wet. Were <laughs> <laughs> the were the were the carjackers nice to you? They were a little nice, but. They hurt me, and I don't like that. Right, right. Well, Greg, Greg said you don't like that. Chihuahuas normally don't like people that are not their owners. Yeah, stranger. Greg is right. <laughs> <laughs> I is right. Well, well, Nopey, uh, we'll, we'll good try luck, to get Nopey. you some help there, okay. Nopey. That way, okay. Do you know where Little Donkey is? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. Trust there's, me, I do. There's actually yeah. two locations now, but we yeah, like we, the Homewood location. Homewood, yeah. yeah. There's one over close to our house. All right. Thank you, Nopey. Okay. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> there's things that exceed your expectations. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's rare. It's not that much. Because mine are pretty high. Yeah. But I got to tell you. <laughs> Hopefully all that's going to be fine. Then maybe somebody's got an open. Didn't see that one coming. I don't know why the, the, the voice choice was the same voice of the cat on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back 15 minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Golden ticket seats. Hello, golden ticket seats. We say hello today to Nelly Fladong. Did I say it right? Did I get it right? Fladong. 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 My name is Nelly Fladong. 
I am at the Rick and Bubba show and I love it. Uh, also, Jonathan Waite is here today. John Waite. Uh, loved you when you were with uh, Bad English uh, and also the babies. Uh, Maggie and Jeffrey Young, we talked to them. We had a baby prediction for them. They've been married two years, celebrating a wedding anniversary actually this past, this coming Monday or last Monday? This coming Monday. Last Monday. Last Monday. Third anniversary. On the third. Okay. One, two. Happy anniversary, baby. I got you on my mind. Everybody's going to get a pound of BuzzBox coffee today. Did you know what the coffee of the month is, Speedy? What's that, Rick? Brazzini. What is Brazzini? Hmm. We've taken Papua New Guinea, the medium roast, and we've taken the Brazil medium roast, two very popular brands, and we put them together into one blend. It's got a nice sweet taste that you will love. It is for a limited time for the month of September, and everybody gets a Rick and Bubba double CD today to take home with them as well. Rick, like a labradoodle. A, a, a health note uh, here uh, today, a study I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, a Danish group has done a study on actually living longer, what you can do to live longer. Over 8,600 people studied in this, and the answer come up was, uh, was pretty interesting. They said if you'll take up tennis, you'll live 9.7 years longer on average than someone who does not exercise at all. Well, I've got my own you, my friend. We'll see if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, all I could think of when I read that was if I haven't, if I hadn't been playing tennis through my forties, I'd probably already be dead. That's right. Well, you know, so, good point. So it's saying if you exercise, you live longer than people that don't. No, they because actually broke it down. They said that uh, uh, tennis would average nine point seven years longer. Uh, badminton six point two. Okay. Uh, soccer and other individual things like bike riding, jogging, yeah. all that averaged about five years. There you go. So there, th- this actually uh, put in the question of why tennis seemed to be better, and they said they think it's because of the social aspect of it. People play on teams, uh, so there's a social aspect to that. <laughs> other studies have shown that, um, like when you get into uh, – later in life, the more social things that you're in, it also tends to make you live longer, too. So it appeared tennis tied to social and the physical activity together. How about I looked at the study I had said and also added ways to live longer. Mine just simply says, do not cross the Clintons. Right. That's one way Uh, to. So uh, that was just one way to shorten your life. Yeah, that's true. Did you see this, too? Speaking of things, Bubba, to look out for, and this has never been one of my favorites, do not eat Kellogg's Honey Smacks. Mm. I've never been a honey See, smack I've man. never liked honey smack, so I'm not to- totally tore up by that. We've thing. we've got the CDC is warning. Oh, there's been more than thirty people that have gotten sick eating sugar smacks. Mm. So uh, if you are a Kellogg's honey smacks, not sugar smacks, honey smacks guy, one of the smacks. You, you know, we had I never a, liked that one. We that had, had one in the that's one had the frog on. Remember the frog? Yeah, yeah. we we had a story out. God, it was about two weeks ago, um, and I think we did it on the air. We talked about it off the air about the pesticides being found in some cereals that were making oh, yeah. its way all the way through the process, and that's kind of scary. Gosh, they've got 130 total cases. This is just 30 new ones. Mm-hmm. They said there's some salmonella <clears throat> salmonella well, get concerns in honey smacks. If you if you eat honey smacks and spray Roundup, you're in trouble. You oh, are in trouble. You're good I mean, you're good and don't play tennis. you got no hope. Oh, you boy, don't. You no hope. Yep, yeah, that's it. Toyota to recall gone. one million hybrids <clears throat> over wiring issues. 
Uh-oh. John Brown hybrids. Well. That's, that's, that's a blow to the hybrid. It, it's, <laughs> it's a new technology, Rick, and you're going to have these situations. What did they say is wrong with it? I saw the headline. I didn't read the story. They said the models affected include the gasoline hybrid Prius model. Uh, also, uh, they said there is an engine wire harness which can pose a fire risk. Ooh. You know, they when they mass produce these cars, they build these wiring harnesses. You know, they're measured out, and they put the plugs and connect, and then they build them together. And I guess in this situation, you've got a place where you've got some wires that carry too much current, and they get too hot and, and cause a fire issue. But I, I'll say this. I know several people with Priuses, and they love them. They, they really do. And the technology just took light years. I mean, it jumped ahead light years with its ability to do gas or battery. I'm not anti that at all. No, I just can't drive one and anybody know about it. Well, <laughs> right. Bubba, you brought up. I've been wanting to, to ask right. y'all this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bubba brought up the Tesla. Did you disguise it? What you know, are we if I doing? drive a Tesla, at least that's kind of hip. Well, yeah. No, and that's, that's what I've been wanting to ask you. Is anybody doing this in the boating world? Like, are, is there a Tesla model of the boat that people are actually doing? There is one. You know, the problem they got with it is trying to find somebody that will stand on the bank and have the controller. <laughs> yeah, they're right. I, I think <laughs> it gets out of range. I mean, it's a val- You know, I think the biggest – I don't know of it. Uh, now, you know, Tesla, the thing they're working on, everybody's really waiting to see, is the battery-powered 18-wheeler. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. going to be – Yeah, boy. And they said they've got it. They're yeah. just – they're, they're trying to produce it now, so – That'll be interesting to see. I think the biggest problem with boats is the weight that you have to have for the batteries. Uh, you know, it's just too much to have in a floating situation. But I, I don't know. But I'm not aware. I guess, I mean, there's trolling motors, obviously, but I don't think yeah. they can generate the power they need to at this point. But mm-hmm. that's changing. Uh, these lithium batteries and all are getting amazing. We were talking about it before the yeah. show. I mean, I don't know that they have them for cars now. I haven't seen them, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. So. But I know they have them for motorcycles, ATVs, and I mean that that battery, Rick. It's so light you couldn't even use it for a paperweight, and it'll last for years and years. So it, it's it's can I ask it's you coming along. Can I ask coming you a along. battery question? It has nothing to do with how they work. But okay. Can I ask you a battery question? Because it's positive was, and a negative term. This was a <laughs> each one. this was a debate at the house <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. I like my double A, triple A batteries mm-hmm. to be in a drawer where all the things in the house that need them right. can easily be found. Mm-hmm. Inside the house. Yes. My wife has moved them to the tools in the garage, and I said they don't belong with the tools. They don't need to be warm. Thank you. They need, they, they'll last longer the cooler they, they are. Don't, they don't need to be with the tools. A lot of people I know even, right? y'all are going to laugh, store them in the refrigerator. I've seen well, that's that. never, that's them same people put bread in the refrigerator. That's never going to fly. Um, hey, well, I hate, but, what's but the I reasoning? Think, I think you're fine if you just keep them inside, maybe Thank in you. a lower floor. That's where I had them. And they'll, they'll last longer. The reason you don't want them in a toolbox is they might short out. They might get against something and create a circuit, and then you got a fire. I just didn't think that they belonged in that category. She said, I, I'll tell you one of the things I've done. You, you can buy these little trays that store them, and it oh. also has a test meter on it. Just <clears> in this LED lights, either good or bad. Mm. And I put them in a drawer and keep them in that. Now, I like that. And then you can test it when you take but it out. But you're back to, to a sure. drawer again. Yeah, in a drawer. She said she didn't like having to go downstairs to get a battery when she needed one up, upstairs. And so she put them out there in the garage, which is not right off from the kitchen. So that's where she's headed with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be. I think the the humidity like and the heat will cause them not to last as long. And you got to be careful you don't short them out. Because okay. that, that will cause a fire, by the way. Bringing that home today. There's even some <laughs> lithium batteries you can't get wet. 
they'll heat up. I've heard some careful. A lot of these problems we've seen with planes and and things blowing up have been these lithium batteries. Uh, oh, he's going there. Well, there, there's just some things you got to you got to handle you, them. You know, I know. I hear you. Now, I, I did not know about her thing till not too long ago, but somebody said you have to be careful. You literally can throw them in a trash can where there's water in it, and the thing will heat up. Is that the problem we have with some of them hoverboards, too? Yes, same thing. Batteries breaking down. Hey, guys, thanks for being with us this hour. If our time together is over, then, Lord willing, we'll chat with you tomorrow. If you got more Rick and Bubba today, top of the hour, and we should be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.